This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and thank you for downloading this Homestale Radio podcast. It's one hell of a long show for you today. Um, In all honesty, we didn't really focus on some of the things I wanted us to focus on, like the kits. We sort of mentioned them twice in passing, but but we had, like, breaking news the whole time. Anyway, we've got, still with me, uh, Aaron, Albert and Mark. Hello, boys. Hi, Chris. Mm, do you feel that? Hello, boys. Do you think that, that wasn't good, was it, really? That's a bra Not for me. In it. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, uh, well, there's a... We we struggled a bit with, with having quite a lot of people involved in the running of the show today, but I, overall, the two hours you're about to hear were um were pretty eventful, really. And um, well, Albert, you you contributed in some ways with the mainly with a like a high pitched squeal throughout the show. Hey, listen, quality, not quantity. <laughs> That's right. Um, Aaron, there was neither you, though. There wasn't yeah. either. <laughs> plenty of quantity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's all shy, uh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you lost the ability to contribute when you lost Twitter, effectively, but still did the chat room. But um, effectively rendering yourself pretty useless. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's nothing from the day today. BT just had a, a spasm attack. It went absolutely mad. Okay, well we'll see if that's like true. you will. Oh, at the six aside. Way. Well, I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wrong show. Yeah, yeah, oh. wrong show. Yeah. Oh, damn. I mean, this... Anyway, look, we're rambling incoherently. We need to sort of really wrap up this introduction. There's plenty plenty going on in this. Uh, there's a Destination Dubai chat. There's there's all sorts of things about the Cardiff game. That went on that went quite a while, and Nathan did a cracking job summarising that for us. Um, anything else? What else happened? Mark, help. Interview, interview. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. We had the interview with Bane Fennec as well. It was about half an hour interview in the middle of the show, uh, which was a lot of fun. And once more, thank you to everyone who communicated with us uh, during the show um and you can communicate with us in the next seven days before the next show uh radio at homesdale.net um i forgot completely to go to ian lyons lyons's weekly email lyonsy he spent all this time writing to us during the middle of the week so i could use it to plan the show but i forgot sorry lyonsy I, I you get a personal apology from me in the introduction 
So there you go. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. Uh, enjoy, and we'll be back for an outro in a moment. Well, it won't be a moment. It'll be in two hours, but it's a two moment for us for recording it. Cheerio. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Oh, I'm about to play the outro to the show. Let's stop that now. Uh, that would have gone very, very badly. Um, yes, welcome to Homesdale Radio. I'm your host, Chris Hambling, and with me today, I have Mark Ross and Albert Curley. Hello, chaps. Good evening. Yes, yes, good evening. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, yeah. Aaron. Oh, you said Aaron. I was going to just about to introduce him. Aaron's uh, in the background. Good evening, Mark. Mark. Oh my days! What is going on? Can I get? Can I get a say? <laughs> what do you want to say? Hello. Better, better be good. All right. Very good. Okay. Look, it's a bit of a confusing start, but there's a number of reasons for that, and uh, mainly it was I wasn't actually at my uh, computer until around four seconds before we had to go on there. So, <laughs> uh, apologies for sounding a little bit confused. Let me run down what we're going to do today. Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to have a quick chat with the chaps who are doing the destination Dubai. Uh, charity drive um well you'll get some more information about that soon but it's raising money for help for heroes um but uh we're expecting a call at around five past eight from from dubai itself so that should be very interesting not the country itself but a person in the country i haven't explained that very well at all but if you want to get in touch with us today you can do so it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio include at whole radio with your message or you can get in touch with us on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash whole radio uh, the chat room on homesdale's there for you wholeradio.net forward slash chat email us it's radio at homesdale.net or you can try and give us a call on 0208 123 1646 calls being charged at your local rate and would come out of your mobile bundle um after we've had a quick chat amongst ourselves and uh, and sort of mentioned a few of the key topics of discussion for crystal palace over the last seven days uh, we'll get to an interview with a uh, young well, he's winger slash striker Bay and Finnick. Um, more on that sort of positional debate uh, during the interview. But it's about half an hour or so. Um, as you'll pick up from the interview, we may there may have been a small technical error, um, and we may have had to have recorded it record it twice. But it was um, it's a very entertaining interview, and uh, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it and get to find a little bit more out about uh, about a young player who we, you know we signed midway through the season, and you guys won't really know much about, but. Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a great lad to talk to, and I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Um, we'll then uh, go to review the the game against Cardiff. Um, obviously, ended in a in a two one defeat to end the season. Um, but we've got uh, Nathan Simons, who's going to come on and talk to us about that. I think it's Simons or Simmons. I'll have to ask him. But um, yeah, he's going to help us go through that game uh, in a bit of detail, and um, then we'll finish off with with your sort of comments and communication. So. Fairly standard show, hopefully done around quarter past nine, something like that, if we're very, very lucky. Now, let me find out how the gents... Yeah, yeah good noise. Let me find out how the gentlemen are. Uh, let's start with you, Albert. How the devil are you? I'm good, mate. You, you all right? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit uh, stressed. I think really yeah. I think really, that little break to go and blow my nose was ill-timed. Uh, Stressed me... you out, is it? Yeah, it has a little bit, yeah. It's um, much tougher than that, mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the sort of thing you have to deal with when you're a, when you're a radio presenter of this quality. You know, those are the sorts Ooh. of um, things. But um, we were having a little chat before the show about Bill Nye, but I can't remember why. Why was it? I wanted you to talk about that on air. 
No, I just I was listening to the pod, last week's podcast, and That's right. <clears throat> you chaps were talking about um, Kira Knightley and Bill Nye, and uh, no, uh, I was lucky enough to have a chat with Bill Nye on the last job I did, uh, Wrath of the Titans. And anyone see it? Anyone see Wrath of the Titans? Uh, it's on my my list. Uh, Is it to see? Yeah, I just um, how long? How long is that list? It's pr- it's pretty long. Uh, yeah, and put it, put it down the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and found. Mm. Yeah, I found myself talking to uh, Bill Nye about Pat. It was the day the fixtures came out, and we were having a little chat and um, just talking about the the consortium and how you know the club sort of moving forward. And he sort of mentioned that uh, Simon Jordan had tried to coax him into before, uh, appearing in his film Telstar, um, mm. but was, didn't have any money. And oh, instead of payment, you know, for a first class actor, he was going to offer him a lifetime season ticket at Palace. <laughs> wow. uh, and as you, I don't know if you've seen the film, but Kevin Spacey eventually does it. Um, yeah. But wh- whether he got a uh, lifetime season ticket at Sellers, I'm not too sure. As as we were discussing, we haven't seen him at Sellers, but but if we you go by if you go by those adverts he's doing recently, he's a master of disguise, isn't he? So you, you wouldn't and he, know. And, and, he's, and he's often busy um, walking his dog on Hampstead Heath. So that's true. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen about that. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Bill Nye was. Um, he said some other things about Simon Jordan, but... Um, uh, save those for another time? I wouldn't want to upset Mr. Jordan if he's listening. So, uh, <laughs> no. When's his book out? He's got a book coming out, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he has, actually, yeah. I, I can't remember whether... whether or, is, is it a like a warts and all kind of genuine oh. story, or is it a fabrication? Because, I, I, well, I... I heard it was it was going to be fiction, but I'm not completely sure. No, to, like, I, I thought it was a biography, um, yeah, warts and all. Expose. I don't know if that's the right word, but it sounds good. Okay. I mean, there's obviously there's going to be some fascinating stuff on that. We, you know, Mr. Jordan's an entertaining man. I'll certainly be buying that book. Um, but yeah, I do feel a bit bit sorry for him in, in many ways. But you know, he's just just a guy who spent all his money on Palace. I think we've all been there. I've spent all my money on Palace this season. Um, ben wants a shout out. Ben Nagels. Ben Nagels. Actually, Ben Nagels. Hmm. Ben Nagel is listening in today. Um, but he's listening in by being. In, in our Skype call because his university won't let him listen in regularly. But hi, Ben. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I've got to keep the lie going. We've got a studio. I've also just noticed that uh, Bayon Fennig has tweeted us to point out that the show began essentially how his interview began in that it didn't really begin. So, yeah, thanks for that, mate. Um, you're, cheeky uh, scamp. <laughs> he's a cheeky <laughs> scamp. Yeah, his chat's coming up very, very shortly. Uh, okay, look, let's pick up on a couple of things while we're waiting for the international call from Dubai. Um, hopefully that does happen. I haven't quite got... Uh, mm, no, I haven't got quite got anything there, sorry. Uh, uh, one thing I want to draw your attention to is, if you're a user on Homesdale.net, is that the whole Homesdale Awards are currently happening that we have at the end of every season. Pop yourself into Fun Talk and, and check the thread that's pinned up the top there and, and get your nominations in. Uh, I think that's all going to move fairly quickly from nominations to voting and things like that. So it's quite a good fun last year. So, you know, get involved in that. Um, also, want a quick shout out for the fact that we're playing in the Six Aside uh, tournament that's happening on Saturday at Sellers Park. Uh, there's 20 fans teams uh, there. Um, we've got two teams. We've got an A team and a B team, but the A and B are not really sort of designating of quality, shall we say. But it'd be great if, uh, if you've got nothing else to do there's no football is there but you can come and watch us play some sort of a uh, thing resembling football 
Um, Are you in the A-team, Chris? Yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the, you, the A. So would you say you're Mr. T, or <laughs> which one are you? Uh, face man, clearly. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Mark? Is it done by weight? <sighs> Mark would be B.A. Barakas, but after the drugs that, that were given to him to get on the plane, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not getting on no plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting on that plane. Oh, dear. Aaron, uh, any any communication for us yet? No, not not of yet, other than the uh, tweets well, you just read out, you're Chris. not doing your job properly. Off you go. Aaron, are you, get what on team are you in? Me, B-team. It's going to be the wonder team. Gutted. Uh, Aaron oh. will be playing in goal. He's the only, technically, technically, he's the only real goalkeeper in, in either team. So we're certainly going to be entertaining. So do come down and watch us. I think it all uh, kicks off, so to speak, at uh, 2 p.m. But uh, get yourselves down there, get in, in bars in the main stand, start spending some money, and reward the club for, for doing this for us because it's an amazing I'm, thing. I'm stretching as we speak. Yeah, yeah, I've been stretching. Uh, the whole I radio B team. Uh, I heard the whole radio B team are wearing pink rah-rah skirts. Is that right? I think that's uh, in your imagination, Mark. Oh, let's, have a, let's have a quick chat. Do you chat. want to be on the B team, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's have a, a quick chat about something that's, that's spilled over from uh, last week's show, actually, onto the message boards. Uh, Kev, Kev, obviously, PFC, actually posted a thing about it. And it was something I, I said that he, he deemed to be uh, well, slightly controversial. And what I was saying last, last week was that... Um, that essentially buying a ticket to a football match is buying a ticket to watch two teams play a sport, you know, and, and, and the idea that you should be able to demand entertainment from that uh, wasn't something I'm entirely comfortable with. But to be sort of specific, I, what I was saying is I don't believe it's part of the entertainment inter- industry and people see it on TV and they kind of have that association, if you like. Um, and that was my thought. But he, he felt very much that, um, that that people did deserve, you know, could could quite... You know, legitimately called to be entertained when they buy buy a ticket. I just want to quickly get your opinions on that, um, Mark and, and, and Albert. I'll start with you, Mark. Um, basically, I, I see where people are coming from in terms of you know wanting to be entertained, but it just doesn't work like that, really. Um, you know, as you say, it's a it's a game between two teams who obviously have got uh, a single objective. How they get there is, uh, you know, varies from team to team and club to club. And, uh, uh, you know, if you could guarantee glorious football every week, you know, the stadium would be packed or every stadium of every club would be packed. But it doesn't work like that. So do you think you know, maybe maybe the sort of the hype that you get from from the Premier League itself is, um, you know, I think TV, yeah, I think TV is kind of responsible. I mean, there were some, a couple of great games in the week, weren't there, the European games, and, uh, you know, then you go down to Sellers Park and you don't necessarily see a game quite of the quality of that. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe you, and maybe you feel you should, but I mean, yeah. I think you need a reality check, really, if you think you're gonna see a Barcelona type, might be playing in a Barcelona shirt next year, but I don't think <laughs> like playing like Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, more on that later on, actually. Um, Albert, just before we, um, I think, I think the international call might well not happen by the looks of things. So, um, if we, uh, just before we move on, um, we, we saw again on the message boards today after the game against Cardiff, in spite of the fact it was the, the last game of the season and we got a ton of injuries and all that sort of stuff. Uh, there was someone again posting that, ha- that they were bored and they're not going to get another season ticket and they've had a season ticket for 10 years and all this sort of stuff. Um, 
you know, we, we were bored under Peter Taylor and things like that, to be fair, and, and that ended up costing him his job to a point. Um, but, I mean, can you, can you see any sort of legitimacy in, in that argument of not getting a season ticket? Uh, words. You've got a new internet connection and you sound like a robot again. This is good, isn't it? That is good. I can just about hear you. Try. Try not. No, 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 no. God, no. I'm going to disconnect you and reconnect you. Yeah, you'll like that, won't you? Well, that's just you and me, then. <laughs> just well, I thought that was a good question. Um, Mark, do you do you see any legitimacy in someone not renewing their season ticket? Just, you know, because they're bored? Can you see the relevance of that? Um, well, I can understand where they're coming from. It's It's been sort of a frustrating season in many respects, but I don't think it's been a bad season. I can't believe the amount of flack that the team and the management are taking on the boards. I think it's a bit over the top. I mean, uh, you know, I was at the end of the game when the players were walking around yesterday, I was thinking, thank God we haven't gone down, you know, because, uh, you know, the last couple of seasons have been pretty hairy. And uh, and I was just like pleased that, you know, I think we, we kind of finished where everybody expected us to finish. The, tr- the trouble was that we had such a good start to the season. And then there was all this sort of mention of the playoffs and so forth. Yeah. And then that was dismissed by Doogie that I think people really needed a reality check. If we'd had a start like we had and we'd finished like we started, like the reverse way round, we'd probably be talking up the season and looking mm. forward to the new season. But because it went from starting well and not finishing quite as on um, such a positive note, I think is more sort of gloom, doom monger. Yeah, nice. That's Chris, very, that's very, very, yeah. You know, yeah. if you had, if you reversed the season round and we'd finished the season how we started it, I think the opinions would be very different. Um, Albert, you, uh, you returned, have you? I hope so. Oh, fantastic. Now you spent all that money on a new internet connection. It's done you no good. It must be Gutting. a laptop. Yeah, it's going, isn't it? Yeah, I feel for you, mate. Um, so yeah, let, just before we move on, just get your very, very quick opinion. Uh, Mark sort of summed it up pretty well, well there, saying that people would probably be a lot less harsh on the, on the team, uh, had things happen the other way around and we'd finish strongly rather than starting strongly and that sort of stuff. But, well, let's, let's get it from your point of view. How, how do you feel that, like, in, have you been bored by 2012? Um, yeah, the football's not been great, but, as we keep saying, it's a whole season. It's not, you know, just because it's been boring this turn of the year doesn't mean the season hasn't been entertaining as a whole. Um, if it, it, you can you can say that people would rather that we finished strongly, but during the first half of the season, you'd have had all the negativity that you've got now. So, mm. no, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's, it's 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 a like we keep saying. If if you'd have said, you know a penalty kick away from a League Cup final which involved beating United at Old Trafford being the first team to beat Brighton at the Amex not losing to Millwall at all over the season I'd have taken that at the beginning yeah I think, I think that's, that, that's fair and Dougie pointed to those sort of things in his in his programme notes I think Paddy Paddy himself as well said very very similar things it's, it's nice that they're all sort of they, you know, they feel pretty much the same as the fans. They understand what, what we really, you know, everyone understands it's a process, I think. And people, I just think people let their frustrations sort of cloud their judgment to a point. But, um, mm. okay, we'll, we'll leave that there. And when we come back, uh, from the, uh, interview just about to play out, we'll be, um, probably have a quick chat about those kits and then get straight on to talking about the Cardiff match itself. We've got plenty of comments from yourselves. But if you want to get in touch and, and give us your opinion, you can email us radio at homesdale.net. Uh, tweet us, it's at Hull Radio, and we're twitter.com forward slash Hull Radio. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Hull Radio. 
uh, and or just give us a call 0208 123 1646 uh, we're going to sit here for a little while with our <laughs> microphones on mute so like I say about half hour of the interview uh, really really hope you enjoy it and I'm just stalling for time while I work out what I've got to do next here we go so um, coming up next is the interview with Bayon Fennick Okay, this is actually recording. Right, um, <clears throat> we're uh, lucky enough to have Bayon Fennick with us right now. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that we haven't had this conversation for 22 minutes already, Bayon. If that's all right with yourself. Yeah, uh, no, we, and obviously we, we try again. Yeah, you, it was, wasn't my fault at all. Um, you haven't heard any of these questions before. Um, so, best acting voice. For, or, or, right, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in here. I'm gonna say yeah. we're listening on the radio. We, we've already done this interview, but Chris managed to, to not record it, so we're back again for the second time. Chris is trying to get around that, but it is all his fault, and we're going to have to admit that right. live. Right. Me, me, and Chris, me and Chris arranged the uh, dress rehearsal without Ben knowing, uh, so, exactly. um, <laughs> so uh, we, could get, we, could get, we, can, we could have a quick warm-up just to see what I'm like, but yeah, so. Okay, that's that is exactly what happens. But I'm going to repeat my my welcome to Palace comment. Obviously, welcome to, to Crystal Palace, Ben, and, and thank you for talking to us both times. In fact, um, <laughs> I know the answer to this first question, so I'm going to change it based on our conversation a few seconds ago. So the name, obviously, Bayon Fennick. Yeah. We we talked earlier, and it is Fennick, like like former Palace hate figure Terry Fennick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, again, we've comfortably established a lot of relation to him. But what we did just notice a minute ago was that you actually pronounced your own surname Fenwick. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, well, whenever I've told people about my name being uh, Fenwick, well, it's Fenwick, but I say Fenwick because people put, um, spell it F-E-N-I-C-K if I don't say Fenwick. So I just no. throw in the W so people are like, yeah, oh, it's Fenwick, F-E-N-W-I-C-K, and then... They don't, they don't get a spelling wrong, but it's, it's actually pronounced Fennick. Okay, fair dues, fair dues. And we also <laughs> discussed earlier on that your your first name is not an, it's, you know, it's an unusual or unique first name. We established <laughs> it was... It was <laughs> you, had, you had to say unique after unusual, didn't you, just, just to make sure, <laughs> I did, yeah. Now, it's not from any uh, particular place or anything like that, is it? Um... I'm not too sure. I always remember my dad saying when I was younger, I was, I was named after someone, but I don't know. I don't know another Bayon, but um, oh, I yeah. know that there was. Yeah, but there was. Oh, I don't really know. There was just some story about a guy called Bayon and something like that. So he named me after after Bayon. But when I first joined, it was, I was being called Byron and Bayron and By Byrin and all that. So every name under the sun but you know By Byron is now my favourite earlier on it was Byron but definitely Byron <laughs> Byron Brian everything um fair enough and, and obviously you, your your dad that's your dad called Stuart isn't it yeah Stuart <laughs> Stuart has decided I, I, I don't know I don't know how you know that but no weird that <laughs> isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh this is going to go well we've got another nine of these questions <laughs> <laughs> deja vu <laughs> Right, the next question that we got to you, who did or who do you support and who are you playing hero? Um, playing hero, I, I, like, I, like I said, um, <laughs> haven't, really, haven't really got a playing hero, you know. Nowadays, you, you can obviously look at the, the Lionel Messi's and the, the Cristiano Ronaldo's and that, but, you know, there's, there's never been an important figure that I've always watched, but, and the Swift supporting, you know, I obviously follow Palace now and that, but I always, always supported Manchester United just because my my brother did. But 
apart from that, yeah, I just, I just love watching football rather than actually supporting the team. That's the same same for for a lot of players as well. Other than Ryan Innes, who admitted to being a Charlton fan, which we're never going <laughs> to disgusting behaviour. Um, interestingly, I have looked up what a bayon is, um, just to add something okay. new to this. It's uh, it means mm, it means dawn in the Kurdish language. Do you know what? <laughs> Isn't dawn a dawn? Name? Dawn. Yeah. Dawn. You probably should keep this a bit quiet in case someone else. Yeah, lucky. Yeah, you know. It's also the Turkish word for for lady. Mm. <laughs> oh, well... I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm going to stop looking up. <laughs> the, first, the first time I've ever found out live on air is, is um... Blimey. You're Dawn or Lady, so, um... I'll take, some... I'll take... I'll take Dawn. Okay. Well, well, there's probably some masculine translations as well. I'll see if I can pick them up as we go yeah, on. Yeah, it's funny how you haven't found them ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know why they came up first. Um, okay, well, our next question is, and was, uh, how long uh, had you been at Lewis, and which other clubs uh, had you been to prior to you moved to Palace? Mm, well, when I was young, I was at uh, uh, West Ham, and well, the first, my first ever club that scouted me was Crystal Palace when I was um, eight or nine, so when I joined, obviously, seemed fitting, but um, I've been at West Ham, I was at Portsmouth for a good uh, four or five years when I was at a youth level. Um, and then when it came to scholar level, you know, things went a bit weird and a bit pear-shaped. So, yeah, I went to Lewis. And then from there, I was at trial at Newcastle, at Cardiff. I went back again to West Ham. And then when, in, when Crystal Palace came into the light, I, it seemed, seemed perfect to the Palace. So, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to punctuate each question with another translation for Bayern, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, I, it's also an Arabic female name meaning clearness or eloquence. Ben. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, you Ben, cop that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just mentioned, you know, going to, to Cardiff and Newcastle and places like that, obviously, a long way, um, a long way away. So what convinced you that Palace was the right move for you? Was, was location something to do with it, or was it just the crystals and, and the fantastic cheerleaders? Yeah, well... well since, since I joined, you know, crystals have been amazing. You know, <laughs> crystals, everything in the football has been always oh, been second to the crystals. And so, <laughs> uh, it's, it's the only one reason I joined was just for crystals, really. So <laughs> we can move on to the, we can move on from that question. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. No, yeah. no, you know, it's always, it's always, it's Christmas is obviously such a big club and a known club for its youth and for everything and it's such a it's a close club to my to me it's only an hour from my house which is less than what it was in Portsmouth so yeah it's perfect so. but I'm going to take that quickly chance to just have a quick shout out to to Amy because she shouted me out on the radio a couple of weeks ago oh. so I'm just shouting out Amy good, good old Amy as I said old Amy she's not old at all good young Amy she is well she is but she, she'll 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 yeah, they're, they're all fantastic. We've all got our favourites, so I'm not going to say who my favourite is. No, come on, come on, come on. Let's name, let's name our favourites. Come on, Ben. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine, mine's Claire. I'll be honest. Like, it's Claire. Claire, Claire, who wouldn't commit to being yeah, a whole uh, cheerleader. Yeah, no. I, I like them all. though. Gronje's lovely. Yeah. Gronje and Claire. Not Claire. Like <laughs> I don't know who what any of their names are. I'm, I'm doing um, the interview now. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I like, uh, I like Lulu. Oh, Lulu. I, I, to be honest, I only know, I know one or two. And I, I know Izzy, and, is it, is, yeah, is, no, yeah, Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Yeah, and, and, um, Amy, they're, they're the only two that I know. Chris, but. Chris, you knew Izzy's surname, then? 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did know Izzy. When you said Izzy, Chris automatically knew that her surname was Heck, and he just said a minute ago that he didn't know any of their names. They knew surnames. Thank you, Um No, I don't stalk anyone on Twitter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, let's move swiftly on to my brilliant question, um, which was, um, obviously, we, we found out on the internet when you joined that you'd scored 18 goals in 11 youth games for Lewis. Um, yeah. Uh, question, obviously, being that you would have been in a, a very much forward position for that. But, obviously, we want to know what your what is your best position and, and where else do you play? Well, at Lewis, I was playing as a, like a striker for three-man striker on the left arm and the right. So, um, yeah, but then again, when I, when I came to Palace, I got put on wide, but as in, as in a 4-4-2. So um, when when that came about and they put me out wide right, I just did it and, you know, got with it. And it's, since then, it's just, you know, grown into better things. I've, I've, start, I've started there in, in youth games and I've started there in reserves. And, yeah, they kind of they kind of said that they kind of found my best position, so... I'll happily, I'll happily play it anywhere. Do you, do you do do you do a lot of work on your on your crossing or anything like that? Because obviously, if you've been playing playing up front before, you wouldn't you wouldn't really have focused on that. Yeah, something? well, I, I've always, I've always liked to cross. I always like to find like wide positions and get good and get crosses in because you know when the, at Lewis it, it was it was saying we had big players and that's what we kind of worked on. But mm. yeah, I, I I love a cross, so you know I love like getting out wide and doing that. And, as now as a wide right, it's kind of expected. So yeah, I have to do it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I talked about. Before. See, I managed to change the angle of that question, so we got something yeah. new. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, you kind of kind of thrown something new in after yeah. after 21 minutes of recording, yeah. or, or <laughs> thought we was recording. You know, just coming up with new stuff. <laughs> well, that's because I'm a professional, as you can tell. Now, um, <clears throat> obviously, as I said before, we're 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 a team that. But we've always loved our wingers, but the last time we had proper wingers was probably when we had Routledge and, and, and Julian Gray. So it's certainly um, a, a, a location you can make a real name for yourself. So it's probably good that they've put, put you there, really. There's not, not a huge amount coming through in that you know, as a straightforward Yeah. They, they also, when, I, when I joined and they put me there, they kind of, they kind of said, you know, there's not, there's not another player that plays in that sort of position. So, you know, if, if they do start to kind of use me in the first thing, you know... It gives me it gives me a new angle on the in the team because I'm the only player that plays there. So it's mm. nice to have that sort of like individuality to other players playing in different positions. So it's good. Yeah. That's obviously, hopefully, that's, a, that's you know one of the things they spotted in in, in signing you was it's nice to actually fill, you know like you say fill a gap somewhere because then you know it just yeah. gives you that chance to kick on. Um, yeah. Ben, I think it's your question next. Yeah, it didn't take you long to, to score your first goal for Palace. You tweeted about it a while back, uh, you know, the, the goal, the 30-yard volley for Norwich. And, uh, tell us a bit about that. Not for you... Norwich, was it? Oh, no, against Norwich, so... <laughs> <laughs> you got a bit of stick for that, so do you want to tell us a bit more? Well, you know, I was, it, was, it was my, I think it was my first trial game for the 18s, because there wasn't many reserve games at the time, and, um, yeah, this start, I started out wide right in that game as well, after the reserve game against Ipswich. And, yeah, this, we was, I think about ten minutes in, this came out, and I always remember um, Cadell shouting, shoot, like, loud, like, <laughs> like, next to me, so I just, I just had a shot, and, yeah, just went in, it was a nice, nice and lovely feeling, and I think that was kind of one of the things that got, got me signed, really, so. Mm, yeah, actually, yeah, as you say, that, it was, um, Gary Isitt's comments on Palace Player, um, we're obviously talking about you coming for a trial and, and that Lenny asked to see you in a game straight away and, and then you go and do that and, and obviously that contract uh, 
contract followed pretty pretty quickly after yeah. that. So, <laughs> but, but 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 where we sort of go from there, and we want uh, we can run through it. Obviously, you run through it before, um, but it was it was you know very informative last time. But if you could run through um, sort of how that first training session was that first day, <laughs> and pretend <laughs> pretend like it's pretend like it's yeah. the first time you said it. I'm, I'm trying to remember word for word what I uh, said, but um, no. You know, train, when, when you come into a group of like, players that you've you seen on TV and beat Man United not, not three so weeks before I came in and child and, you know, it was, it was just such an amazing feeling, seeing that the uh, Wilkins Daha and, you know, the Glenn Murrays and the Sean Scannells and all of them just on, on TV and then all of a sudden you come here and you see them there. It's just such, a, such an amazing feeling when you're seeing them all playing the football and it's just, you know, you can't, you can't really explain how different it is to, compared to seeing all your mates at Lewis and that training on a Thursday night and then coming back and seeing, coming here and seeing all, all your stars and all that playing. So it's, it's amazing. That's it. And, and obviously we likened it before to um, like your first, your first day at school, the kind of, you're, you're there, you sort of, you know, you're you're kind of like you're the new kid, but but like you said before, it's very it was sort of it was comforting in a lot of ways, wasn't it, to sort of see yeah. all those players around you. You can you, you kind of feel like you kind of get treated as one of them, the second you're here, and they like they, they kind of already know your name, they kind of already know who you are, and like if you're talking, so you you feel, you feel like such a family, and they're so comforting, just being able to be around them and not have to worry and not having to do like. Try act up in that to them because you can just be yourself and they don't they don't be themselves and you just kind of fit in so yeah it's, it's great. No, that's that's fantastic. Um, Benjamin, yours? Mm, yeah, obviously coming up from Lewis to Palace is quite a big step. So how different do you find the training you know, going from Lewis to Palace? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, when I when people ask me like how it's going at Palace and that from from back in Eastbourne and that, the first thing I always say is like, the intensity and the hard work you've got to put in and everything it's, it's, it's so like it's such a step up that you that it's so enjoyable that you, you can't you can't not help but do it sort of thing you know you, you, you want to be out there more you want to be playing more and because I've signed towards the end of the season I'm, I haven't played as much as the blues half the lads that I've played this year so I'm, I'm buzzing every gym session every gym work session and after training I want to stay on doing more and so then because it's, it's just such an amazing season but then again the stuff like this and a lot more intensifying and hard, so that's mm. yeah, just cool. And living in Eastbourne as well, do you do you struggle to obviously you've got a house up in London, do you struggle living away from your, your family or does it come naturally because it's obviously well, yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's alright, you know, you, you can't get used to it. The family that I'm saying are amazing, they're, they're, they're so friendly and so helpful and you know, it's it's nice. But then it is hard staying away, but you, you yeah, like I say, you have to get used to it and you know Hard growing up is just, you know, getting on and getting used to things like that, but, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, it's nothing, nothing wrong in it, so, yeah, it's good. Well, if you want to fill your evenings, you can always record two radio interviews a night, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> um, the, se the second... <laughs> can I just make sure that you've got a, uh, you've got a green button pressed, yeah? yeah I have, I promise you it's pressed. We've, we've managed to record, uh, let me, let me give you the information, just over 15 minutes and we've archived 7 megabytes. That sounds better, doesn't it? Because okay. last time... <laughs> a lot more promising than we are yeah. in the first time. Absolutely. I tell you, I felt physically sick when I saw that file, when it said zero, like, on the, on the memory. I just thought... 
It's quite funny. I saw the number ringing. I don't know who this is. I'm going to hear some bad news. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm, I mean, I'll say it while we're recording. I am sorry. I genuinely, as much as I do find it really, <laughs> I find it really funny. And I'm having to fight laughing, but it is... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was bad. It was really bad. But that's exactly the sort of thing that we do every single week. Something like this. Something um, like this happens. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, I wanted to ask the second half of that question because Ben's left it for me again. But we're not going to yeah. argue about it this time. <laughs> um, and obviously, I, I was saying before that uh, Dougie sort of has made it clear. Certainly, when he, he's talked about players like um, Sean Scannell in the past, and uh, when, he, when he's talked about them making, you know, being ready to devote their their lives to football. And he said it's not something you'd heard before, but obviously, um, that's is quite a demanding and daunting thing to want to to want to give your, you know, your <laughs> devote everything you've got to football. Uh, so, is is that something that you're you want to do and you're ready to do? Yeah. Well, football, football is, is always in my life, and, 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 and as long as I'm playing football, it's, it's, it's going to be the only thing that, you know, that matters to me, you know, training each day, doing what you love, and you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to just get enrolled in it, and just become, just become part of, it has to be your life, you know, you can't, you can't have time for different things, you can't have time for, well, you, you can have time to, you know, sleep and eat, basically, but it's just, the football, the football it has to become what you want to do, and you know if you want to become the best, the best, you want to push on and become a great footballer. You know it has to be your life, and that's what I want, and you know I, uh, I continue to do and until until we say. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. great. And as we and as we we talked about uh, already, really, obviously the, the there are so many youngsters with talent who who don't get a chance and don't get through. And, and so yourself, you've been you've got your you've got professional contract, and you know that that means that your day job is to come out and play football. But I think yeah. you, you said it right last time it, that you ha you have kind of have felt you have a responsibility to. to yeah, do the best you, know, you, you can you can't when when there's other players that haven't that haven't been given them and that they've been friends with the boys that you're playing football with for years. You know, you kind of you kind of feel like you know it has to be what you do because you can't just come in and just you can't just come into a club that has had years and years of mates and not playing football and just and just not let it, let it be a part of your life. You know, it has to be what you want to do and just prove to the other players that you know that's what you want to be doing for each day and every day. So yeah, you kind of have a responsibility to, to make it your life. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful, Dan. Because it's, it's great. Mm, that's great. Obviously, initially your roles with the development squad, but every young player wants to wants to you know play in first team high level football. So, what goals are you setting yourself in terms of pushing for that first team place? How long do you want it, or how long do you think it's going to take for you to get there? Well, when, when, I, when I first signed, you know, the first one of the first questions I asked was. Um, when will be done or when I'll be making my first team debut and that because, you know, <laughs> it's not what I'm going to do this that's what I'm going to do, so. Yeah, sorry, mate. I was saying that's still funny. The second time that yeah, it was your first yeah. question is when, when am I going to play first team? It's the question I, I'd have asked in your position as well. Yeah, because it's, it's what I wanted. The second when I when I, when I got signed, I wanted to make my first team debut. I want I want to be playing the first team debut, but you know, those obviously the, the, the professionals, the the gaffer, and that they'll 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 know when I'm going to play first team football, and so they'll make that decision in due time. But you know, until then, just just keep impressing and training and keep, keep knocking on the door, you know. There's, there's obviously a lot of competition for different different places and 
they basically met through they want to do that again in the championship is better they did this year and then they can't do that so you know you just, just got to keep knocking the door and obviously if you're doing well and they'll obviously see that and they'll put you in so yeah just keep going okay that's great mate nice one um and, and then sort of the, the final main question if you like before ben puts you through the uh the soccer am style quick <laughs> <laughs> um well, I mean, obviously, we talked about before. Like, um, did you feel that you're you're now like 100% settled at Crystal Palace, and, and you know, you know what you've got, you, how you're set out for the next few years? Yes. Since I got here, you know, it's, it's in a massive family. You know, everyone is family, the players, the coaches, everyone. You know, they, they make you so welcome and so comfort, comforting that you know, it's just it's it's perfect. You know, you can't you can't ask anything else. You can't ask a different different a different way of life at each and every day, you know, people, people helping you, you're playing football, and they, they just make it so much easier, it's so much easier for you that you can just, you can just be yourself, and I settled in amazingly, you know, everyone there is great, and those teams are, even though their bands is poor, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, okay as well, so yeah, yeah. it's good. That was the next bit that kind of feeds on from that, was about the, the best and worst banter. I can't remember who you said best, actually, so it'd be good to hear that again. But, um, worst um, said Cadell Daniel, didn't you? Worst, worst banter's got... No, I, 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 no one in this is just, you know, he loves banter, he's hard as banter, but his day in that job is banter, but... Yeah, today, no, today not the he's, he's the best answer because he's, he's evil, he's, he's evil when he gets into his mind, he loves the proper people. But, um, worst answer, yeah, it's got to be one of them as well, just because, you know, they'll get it, they'll get it, yeah, and it's, it's, it's good, it's good. Actually, worst answer, it's got to be Ross Fitzsimmons, just to ch- purely because he's just, he's just a strange kid. <laughs> Yeah, we've got some stick for him again later if you answer the same two questions. Uh, <laughs> again, the, la- the last little part we talked again talked before about the um, the sort of players you, who stood out in terms of ability. And you were talking about the fact that the, the whole group at youth level, um, you know, in, and the trust that you have in them. So yeah, and I'm, I'm the first thing you, know, you can. And the, the, the uh, development squad, you can. There's no one player that you, you, you like. You can give the ball to and not trust, you know. Some, it's, it's, it's good, it's good, it's good. And some, some people are better than the others. You can't really name it, you know. Yeah. Are you, um, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, yeah, I think, well, I'm going to keep my comments on heavy, the heaviest touch and things like that away from the airways, just in case, just okay. to listen him, really. Um, you did pick out Wilf and his, uh, his amazing skills, yeah, sort of, yeah. before. Um, we yeah. were called him Zaha, but as you corrected, we you called him Wilf, so, um, right, and, yeah, again, <laughs> but, was it a shock when you first sort of saw him, sort of up close, if you like? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, I remember, like, the first couple of days as well, we were out at the front, just before training, and we were just doing kick, uh, kick-ups, and, you know, skills and that, like, just to, just to, like, it's like a group of us, and there's, like, three or four of us, just doing pick-ups and that to each other, it's like, I think I remember going, going back to my um, home and tweeting, like, just done pick-ups with, uh, Will Saha and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's so strange to, to do things like that, but it's, it's just, it's in memories, you know, already, I've been in a month and a half, you know, and I'm already doing, like, it's just so strange. 
Oh, well, we're all so jealous of you. It's unbelievable. There's, in fact, there's every, <laughs> say every week there's thousands of people in that uh, that stadium. I say thousands. It's getting <laughs> sometimes. Too. Excuse me. Sometimes. Too, <laughs> yeah, that's it. But well, you know, but we're we're all the same. We're all je jealous. Yeah. What you're going through. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my questions there. But Ben's got some quick fire ones for you now. Yeah, well, that's all. There was a bit of a pause, so you think, actually think of the, the answers last time, but you should know in your head now who you're going to say, so I'll just go yep. through them again. First one was best and worst dress at the club. Worst? Oh, I, uh, I'm just going to have to say again, worst dress has got to be me at the moment. At the moment, only because, you know, I'm going to step it up. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I get I get into the best part of those, but at the moment, it's probably me, just simply because I'm turning up in clothes that... Because I, I, I got... I got I was going to digs and um, you know forgot my to bring up all my clothes and stuff like that so I was turning up in the same clothes each day holy shoes and whatnot that you know I'll take you on the chin but um, <laughs> worst uh, best dress though I'm going to have to again because he's going to love me for this but it's got to be Gus just simply because he turns up every day looking looking fresh but he never has a bad day he always just you know always always looking averagely good so yeah it averages average good so yeah it's got to be Gus. I like that last time. He's average every day. It's just yeah. a wonderful compliment, I guess. But yeah. All right. All right. And taste in music. Who's who's got the best tunes and the worst tunes? Mm, worst tunes. Um, uh, it's got to be Ross's car. Turning up, listening to Magic and whatnot. But there's got in Westside going on and stuff like that. So probably got to be him. And best music. You know, Cadell's got the same sort of taste in music as me. And he well, taste in music as all of us, everyone. You know, Rap and that, so yeah, it's good. And also, I hear I hear Anthony Gardner um, each day at training. You know, when we finished, he's got his music blaring on in the changing room. So he's got some great tunes as well. So go to one of them too as well. As I confessed before, I also love magic. So I'll, I'll share something <laughs> with Ross. Although I don't share the love of the love of Westlife, I don't really yeah. understand that, quite frankly. But or, or the goalkeeping talent. Well, yeah, all right, I don't have the goalkeeping talent either, and he's probably a little bit lighter in terms of weight than I am. But other than that, we're the same. No, nah, he, he thinks he's got he thinks he's got muscles. He's he's, he's trying to do all the um all the protein takes without any kind of didn't do it. No, no point, no point in that. <laughs> oh bless! <laughs> right, and sometimes footballers aren't aren't famed for their intelligence. So who's the the most intelligent and the least intelligent? Least intelligent, I'm going to have to say, it's going to have to be Alan Akarika. He just turns up like he's half asleep every day, talks like he's half asleep every day, you know. So, yeah. Actually, oh, then again, <laughs> could be, could, uh, could be Connor Diamond. He's a, he's a, he's a bit dopey as well. Um, yeah, probably one of them too. And most, most intelligent, Jerome Williams has got, got a bit about him, you know, he's, he, he, he loves the, you know, a fact or something like that, you know, so, yeah, I'm happy like Jerome is uh, most intelligent. Okay. For now, for now, when I get, when I get, when I get known of a bit more, probably, probably none of them will be, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's standard for footballers, really. You do get the occasional smart one. Yeah, you know, you get, you get the one with the, uh, the odd C. That's it. <laughs> That's it, but then they end up beat me. No, I won't say what I was going to say. I'm going to move on. Um... <laughs> Right, uh, final question I've yeah. got is longest in the shower. Bit of a dodgy one, but... Yeah, uh, <laughs> longest in the shower. Longest in the shower's got to be... Mm. 
I think. Uh, I, I don't. I actually. I, I really don't know. Everyone. Everyone loves a loves a good uh, time in this hour. You know. Yeah. We've got, we've got, we've got <laughs> some decent showers there. Ryan. Ryan. In his, he he lo- he loves a shower. He he's he's in there most of the time. Gus as well. Gus is obviously Gus is just around in and around. And around the showers quite a lot, so yeah, one of them two's probably got to be longer than the shower. <laughs> Careful how you say these things, you really have. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just, just them two in the showers a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, well, that's it, all hanging yeah. around there, I don't, I, I don't know what you're saying, I might have to edit that out, I just, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, excellent. Uh, was that it, was that all we did last time? Let's have a quick so. look at the time oh. there. We managed to do seven minutes longer, that's impressive. Oh. So it was worth, it was worth the re- rehearsal. It's a interview. We did yeah. spend a couple of, we did spend a, probably about four minutes at the beginning, you know, uh, you you breaking the bad news and yeah, whatnot, so. <laughs> it's very true. And also, I've got, I've got my mate Ryan, Ryan Quirk and his mum and dad Skyping me at the moment, and all I can hear is like, in the background, them, them, <laughs> like, them trying to, trying to find out what, what, what I'm doing, but Ryan, yeah. you know. Well, you can explain to them how the amazing, whole radio team have managed to waste nearly three quarters of an hour of your life uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Skype on a Thursday night. Dedication, dedication for football, isn't it? You know, you've got, you got to do these things and how many, how many, how many times you've got to say them, you've got to do them, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it'll be a nice surprise when the next time you're interviewed, it might be by someone who's vaguely professional and then it, you know. He'll probably remember all, you remember all the answers that I said today, and the other times. I should have written them all down, shouldn't I, the first time, then we could have done them all again, you know, you know easy. <laughs> okay, you can download the, home, the whole radio podcast, and you'll have them forever. Yeah, you tell me about it, but I, I'll get that off you later on, you can tell me how to download it, I'm sure my mum and dad will probably try and frame it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> frame an MP3, it'll be good. Yeah, frame it, buy, buy an MP3 and just obey and... <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, thanks for doing that twice. Uh, you're an absolute... Uh, quality. Yeah, like, I remember, I remember at the end I was saying just saying thank you to all the fans and everyone. You know, it's, since, since, I've, since I've joined, it's been amazing. All the fans have just got right behind me, welcoming me to the club. And, and you, you, when, you, when you come out of nowhere and you get such a good reception from the fans, you, you, you can't ask for anything more, and it's, it's just in quality. So, yeah, massive thank you to everyone. No, it's just a pleasure to have you at the club, and, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you both times, in fact, but, um, <laughs> re- really, really enjoyed it, mate, and, um... You're getting bored of me a bit now, aren't you? But... <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Is there anyone else we can talk to twice? But, um, nah. Listen, <laughs> thanks so much, mate. I'll, um, we'll let you go now and, and get on with, uh, get on with the rest of your life, but we'll, like I say, best of luck for... Thank well, you. the entire time at Crystal Palace. Uh, I hope it goes really, really well for you, and I hope we'll see you in the first team soon. Right, sorry about that. Yeah, hopefully I'm not talking over the end of that. I have to kind of guess when it ends because it's not always <laughs> apparent from our end. But um thank you so much for uh to, to Bay and Fennec for doing that uh twice. Um again I can only apologize for what was a slight oversight in me not actually clicking uh the record button effectively that I have to click every week. What a um, nice chap. Yeah, thoroughly nice lads. Um, I say plenty. Uh, unfortunately, the sound quality isn't great. There. Whoa, whoa, what's happened there? Um, I think that's that's Nathan in the background there. But there was an incredibly loud yes. sound coming from his microphone. Hi, mate. Uh, I'll introduce you uh, <laughs> in a second. <laughs> but um, if you, I don't know what happened there, but there was an extremely loud noise. So just <laughs> yeah, hold fire a sec, a sec mate. 
Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. As I was saying, thank you very much to to, to Bain. And um, there was some uh, some interesting stuff there. Sound quality was a bit variable according to Twitter, but um, ah, such is life. If you listen listen back to it on the podcast, turn it up nice and loud. You'll you'll hear it all fine, I guess. Um, there's a few things I wanted to pick up on Twitter. Plus, there's a, a thread just started by CPFC 2010. Uh, on breaking Homescale. news! Breaking news! Effectively, um, there's a few little mock-ups of the kits with some uh, with the new badges on, which be which are very very interesting. But we'll come to those in a sec. Uh, I just wanted to pick out uh, a few of the key uh, tweets from um, yeah, well, from that period of, uh, of where that interview played out. Can you tell I'm stalling for time because I was on the wrong Twitter account? Was that no. obvious? Yeah, it was slightly obvious. Um, but a few bits and pieces. Uh, one of them from a Terry Houchin says, "Whole radio, sexy pussy, TK, very hot girl for you." Um, <laughs> I don't really understand what that is, Terry. But has it got a link? Has it got a link on it? There is. No, there's not even a link actually. Oh no, that really? sexy pussy with three S's. Dot TK is the link. Don't go to that. Um, Dave Carr said, um, seven of us in the live chat room, that's www.wholeradio.net forward slash chat if you want to join Dave and, and the rest of the guys in there. Uh, Sam Woodford has withdrawn his offer to be our cheerleader at, um, at the uh, uh, Six Aside tournament and now wants to go and go. Mm, I'll come back to you, Sam, actually. Um, Kieran Nash says, uh, do we know if there are any transfer targets in summer or anyone leaving? Uh, we'll try and round that all up. Uh, over then the course of the next two shows before we go on our um, our summer break, but uh, essentially, obviously, we got the out of contract players and uh, the likes of Klein that we'd expect to leave. I, I expect Garvin and potentially a battle to get Gardner. But we've definitely been scouting pretty heavily in terms of um, trying to get some recruits in. So we'll we'll find out exactly over the next sort of few few well couple of months what what actually happen. But no no firm rumours as as yet. But uh, they're on their way, I guess. Um, skip that um, David Warren says Bahim Fennick interview was awesome on whole radio thanks for that mate um, Ryan Quirk who's uh, <laughs> that was the, the <laughs> mate of uh, Bayans that was mentioned during the interview uh, and he said can't believe you didn't tell them you were a Brighton and <laughs> Albion season ticket holder your secret safe <laughs> I really hope that isn't true Bayan <laughs> okay good stuff we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on from that now I'm uh, I'm expecting to get in touch with the guys from Destination Dubai any second now. Um, but what I would do, I'm going to hand over to Albert, who actually raised the question of the kits um, and pointed me in the direction of a thread that CPFC 2010 uh, have started. So if you want to give us a quick description on what, what's happened and what you think. Yeah, they've... Um, I don't know which... I don't know who... Is it Steve Parrish, CPFC 2010? It's Steve Parrish, yeah. The lovely Steve Parrish has just put up a... A thread on the Homesdale showing um, the new kit and what they would have looked like with the uh, the potential new badges that have now been shelved and um, yeah, I think it looks quite interesting. I've, I always liked badge A. I've got to say, on the new shirt, it looks. I think it looks pretty incredible. Um, I don't know what everybody else thinks. I know there was a big, big following for is it sorry, badge sorry, E? Sorry, can I quickly interrupt you? I'm sorry, I've got to do this. Um, you already have. I have, yeah, I have. And you might need to reset yourself again. You're sounding slightly robotic. Uh, but I'll come back to you. Uh, hello, caller? Hi, this is Jeff. Ah, oh, brilliant, Jeff. Jeff, you are, are you calling from Dubai, are you? Yes, I am. Ah, good man. And it's not too much of a delay. I love modern technology. Um, Perfect. <laughs> first, how the devil are you? You all right? Yeah, good, good, really good. Uh, okay, so for the benefit of our listeners, um, 
It's Destination Dubai 2012 is is the uh, is the fundraising event that you are taking part in. Hopefully, the guys would have seen you at halftime and sort of in and around the club over the last couple of weeks or so, really. Um, but if you want to give us a quick rundown on, on, on what the what it's all about, really. Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to ride motorbikes that have been donated to us by Triumph uh, from the UK to Dubai. Um, going through Europe, Italy, uh, Tunisia, Libya, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and sort of finally ending up in Dubai uh, around 14 days later. Um, and we're doing it to, to raise money for Health for Heroes. That's a fantastic cause. Have you ever attempted anything like this before? No, um, if I'm honest. Uh, all three of us were in the army that are doing the ride. Um, so uh, we also vary the amount of time from sort of 16 to 20 years so we've all been around and done a bit but never anything quite as bizarre as this yeah it's a pretty uh, pretty extreme test of in- endurance uh, if, uh, you know and I suppose the machinery itself um, any I think, sort of well I, I hope the machines are going to be alright yeah I mean that's that's kind of where I was, was going with the question really you got any kind of fears on, on that score I mean you could be in some pretty remote locations and end up, uh, you know, sort of in a bit of trouble. We've got a small backup team coming with us. Uh, we're taking okay. a paramedic and we're taking a triumph mechanic with us. Um, uh, but no, we're going to be sort of a small team of seven, uh, sort of out in the wilderness quite a lot. But we should be all right. Excellent stuff. And uh, the support you've got from the club, I know you've been very uh, open about about how much effort they've put into supporting you. So uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what they've done for you? Yeah, I approached the club, it must be three months ago now, um, when we discussed what we'd like to do, how we'd like to do it. And for me, I've been a, a lifelong Palace fan, so it was important I wanted to get them on board. Uh, and the club have been absolutely fantastic in their support. Uh, the, the initial conversation was with Steve Parrish, who passed it on to Phil Alexander and Terry Byfield. Uh, and they've just been great. You know, that's going on the pitch yesterday, uh, having our text number. Uh, up on the big screen, which for anyone listening is, you just text DD2012 to 7900. Uh, and their support has just been great. Uh, and we've got some other things that we've planned with the club, including the beer festival. And um, if we can fit it in if the fixtures allow, the mm. first home game of next season. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'd say, obviously, that, that text number, that's a very easy way to donate. That's the way I donated myself. Uh, you run, can you run that bias again? Oh, there's out of a sound there from someone. Sorry, can you run us by that, by that bias again, the text number? Yeah, you just text DD2012 to 7900. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that, Jeff. Um, like I say, we'll, we'll keep uh, pushing, you, pushing the event as best we can. Uh, obviously, best of luck with it, really. I mean, what a... It's a, it's a hell of a thing to undertake, and, and you know, I've got nothing but um, uh, admiration for all you guys. So, yeah. Uh, no, that's great. And I, I'd just like to uh, thank the club, but I'd really like to thank all the fans as well. Um, the, all the fans we've met uh, have really been behind us in this, and of course, every donation really matters. Absolutely. And it's a, like I said before, it's a fantastic cause, and, and, you know, obviously, greatest respect for you. And, um, yeah, listen, keep, keep, well, well, we'll try and keep everyone updated on how you're getting on. Uh, over the you know over the period and just best of luck with it really yeah thanks very much and we'll keep you up to date with, with what we're doing with the club brilliant excellent thank you so much jeff thanks very much for your time you. cheers now bye. Bye, bye that's a lot of petrol it's <laughs> a lot a lot of petrol um has he seen yeah. the prices <laughs> well i don't know is it any cheaper out in dubai i mean that's oh, i can't 
can't praise the guys enough for what they're doing there. I mean, it's uh, I mean, what a well, I, can't, I couldn't even imagine doing it. It just puts things to shame, you know. I mean, we're we're playing in a six aside tournament and freaking out about it, and you know, you hear what other people are undertaking. We had you know Tony the other week when, with his Brummel bust thing, and it was just. Oh, that's completely insane. And let's not forget the guys who did the walk to Reading not, not that long ago, uh, who, who are still recovering and raised an awful lot of money as well. So amazing stuff. But let's let's get to re- reviewing the Cardiff game. We're only 15 minutes late for it. And helping us do that is, is Nathan. Is it Simmons or Simons? Simmons, Chris. Good evening. Simmons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really should have asked that. I asked for the spelling. But not Nathan Simons, that. everybody. <laughs> now Nathan you post on Homestale as Positively Palace and you joined us a couple of weeks ago for um, for a review uh, sorry a, a well researched sort of comment piece on, on positivity effectively wasn't it um, which got a very very good reaction again positive so um, we've invited you back to help us go through the Cardiff game um, so let's let's just get straight into it um, if we can start with the lineup, really what, what was the sort of the key things about that yeah, we I think we lined up as um, four four two with Zaha and Murray up front. There was um, five changes from the team that played Portsmouth in midweek. Uh, with two in fourth with Speroni and Klein, unfortunately adding to the injury list. Um, Matthew Parsons came in for McShane. Sean Scannell came in for Pedroza, and Glenn Murray came in for Chris Martin. Mm. So, what were your um? Well, let's, let's, let's sort of start at the back, really. What, what were your feelings ahead of the game with your confidence in Lewis Price? I quite like him. I think he's a very good second um, keeper. Obviously, it's a, a difficult act to follow with our duels. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was fairly confident that he could do us a job uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think. I mean, we had, we had a sort of chat last week about, about how it's, you know, it's not that long ago that I would have, been terrified at the prospect of Julian Speroni being out of the side, but Lewis Price has, um, has sort of filled people with confidence this season. I think, um, uh, guys, any any questions for Nathan on the, on the lineup or any thoughts yourselves? Well, I've got. I think Lewis Price is is a uh, is really good. You know, he's uh, well able to step in for Julian if he can't if he's not fit or he's injured. I think what I like about Price, what I noticed yesterday, was he commands his box really well. And he looks to distribute the ball from hand really quickly, and I, it is quite refreshing, really. So he's, Jules tends to sort of have, hang on, wait for everybody to get into position halfway up the field, and then just launch it. But Price, he seems to sort of roll it out and try and build from the back, and I think that's a really positive thing, especially with with not having any height up up front, mm. really. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Whittingham goal was a bit. It was pretty unusual. Um, yeah, well, I don't well, know well, whether whether he was quite quite to blame for that or not. Well, um, well, we'll, we'll come to that as uh, yeah. as Nathan gets into the, the sort of review of the event. Well, actually, we might as well go straight there. I mean, if you give us a quick quick summary of, that, of the game, and we'll we'll jump in as as and when we feel the need. Okay, Chris. Um, yeah. So the average age of the Palace side was twenty four, with four players twenty one or under against an experienced Cardiff team captained by. Our friend Mark Hudson with some very familiar faces, including Kenny Miller, Whittingham, with Earnshaw only making the bench, who'd probably get into most championship sides. As usual, we kicked off towards a white horse in the first half. I'm sure the toss-up is rigged, as it always seems to be that way. <laughs> um, and Cardiff showed from the kickoff that they were not coming to Selhurst just for a draw. Price saved an early shot. 
on the third minute and spilled it to his right-hand post and fortunately recovered in time before a Cardiff player was breathing down his neck. Mm. Actually, I'll pick you up on that. That was, I mean, that's pretty close to where I, um, to where I'm located in block C. And I, I have to say, I was a little disappointed with the way he spilled the shot, but the conditions were pretty poor to, to give him a little bit of credit. But that, the second save, you know, you're just waiting for the net to bulge really when, when, well, it was Mason closing in on it and, and great to see him get a hand to it really. Um, did you get a view of that at all, Albert? I oh, know you weren't there. I better not get, better not involve you in there. I can, Whoops. do you want me to run with it? I can if you want. Yeah, <laughs> just, do you want to pretend? No. Uh, let's, great let's, save. Yeah, great save. Um, Mark, what you, you well, you, you know, you know, you know your goalkeepers. What did you think? Should he have held the first one a bit better? Well, under the condition, well, as you said, the conditions were poor and, um, I think I just thought he did really well to 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 get there a second time. I was I sort of thought that I was there was definitely going to be a goal for Cardiff straight away. But uh yeah, no, he he recovered well. Okay, Nathan. Uh what was what was your own thoughts on that, Nathan? I I thought that the the guy would get him before him to be honest. I thought um it was going to be a really sort of bad start, but he did he got there in time. He was a bit fumbling, but he got there and uh uh, did he go for a corner or did he actually save it the second the second uh, go? Yeah, I think, I he, think he, he saved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was very very impressed with that. Um, the reaction, anyway. Okay, so, but we looked quite um, unsettled and disorganised in that first ten fifteen minutes. Scanner was playing in a quite advanced left field position, so when our goalkeepers were coming out, and then if a Palace player was wasn't getting them, the ball was just coming straight back, but. Scanner was quite far advanced, so he wasn't tracking back enough. Dougie was getting quite agitated and seemed to be giving instructions to Sean to, to track back more. Um, Garvin looked lively, and uh, a ball through to Murray on the ninth minute nearly left uh, Murray clear. Um, but we didn't have to wait long until the 13th minute with um, Zaha picking up the ball back to goal in his own half, turning, laying it off to Ambrose, and he went on this... Yeah, like a hundred meter sprint, um, <laughs> and um, Ambrose picked him out with this fantastic ball. That uh... and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Zaha ran on to, drew the keeper and confidently slotted home from in just inside the box. And it's like, God, if, if we could play that more like that more often, we'd be mm. getting a lot more goals. So yeah. it was a fantastic goal. And, um, you know, that settled Palace down. Yeah. And you're, you're bang on there, Nathan. That's, you see an example of something that we can produce. It's a quite a simple move in some ways. But Zaha showing some real striking instincts of just holding that ball up and waiting for the right moment to, to play the ball to Ambrose. We know Ambrose has got that sort of quality, but, but it's still impressive to see. 
uh, and, and a really composed finish by Wilf. Um, I suppose this is as good a time as any to talk about Ambrose in general. There was comments in the press um, about he's, he's looking to sort of negotiate another contract with Crystal Palace, which is, you know, from, from my opinion, is, is nothing but a positive. Um, but uh, certain certain areas feel that, that he doesn't add enough uh, to the to their team in general. So, I mean, Albert, you you can certainly answer that question whether you're at the game or not. I mean, we've seen, we saw a moment of quality from Ambrose, but he's never been one to sort of deliver on a, you know, throughout the 90 minutes, if you like. But, but I mean, what, where do you, where do you stand on the issue? I mean, should he be getting a new contract? I think he should. Um, I was going to ask where, where actually was he on the pitch yesterday? Was he out wide or? Yeah, wide right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's definitely worth a, I mean, he's, how old is he now? 29, 28? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's all. You know, he's got. He, he's got. A, he's, he's not a. I'm not saying he was as good as Beckham in his peak. But he's a bit of a Beckham player. Mm. He's never had legs to beat a man and and run up and down the line. But you know, his dead ball delivery is worth a contract alone. I think. Mm. Um, Absolutely. But he has been uh, inconsistent. So it's whether he's happy to to be in the knowledge that he might not be a guaranteed first teamer every week. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's suffered that a bit this season. Although I think he's sort of as as the season's progressed, he's sort of come into it more. Whether that's through the sort of the injuries and and what have you, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, really. But um, Mark, you're I know you're you're a fan of Ambrose, um, but but how do you feel? Uh, in, well, is is it enough of a contribution that he makes to to deserve a new contract? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, I don't I don't hide from the fact that I am uh, an Ambrose fan, but I have read as it's been pretty much all season about he doesn't do enough in a in a in the full 90 minutes to mm. guarantee you know to deserve a, a place but he's he's become more of a sort of 60 70 minute man hasn't he really now yeah. he's always he's always sort of substituted because it is i suppose his legs are gone or whatever but he has he has he has absolute quality and you know his his passing and his set pieces are our top draw best in the club and you know he is what they call a luxury player but if if it, if it's one one ball sets up a goal then he's got to be worth his place in the side in, yeah in my i mean so who else in the team would be, have been able to play a ball like that no that's a fair point potentially owen garvin i suppose in the, in the right location but but yeah no i know exactly what you're saying uh, to sort of give balance to it if you like where where the people uh, people are coming from who, who aren't big fans of ambrose anymore if you like um i, I think for me that the sort of thing you need to look at is where when we went away to bristol city for example um Defensively, that we had, I think it was Albert Admoa, um was. It was a really simple tactic that Bristol City used, and it was to to put to sort of put the make sure that Adamoa was always facing Darren Ambrose, and Darren Ambrose couldn't do anything about him. Do you know what I mean? It, like he was just being walked past every time, and that's that's the only problem with Darren Ambrose. In in the certainly, we, well, we played the four four two as as Nathan's picked out, and that winger has to do the tracking back and Darren's willing to do it and he, he does make challenges I think he gets a, a bit of a, a bad deal from people sometimes in, in terms of his defensive you know attempts but he's just not a great defender um, and, and I think it does make us weaker out, out on the flanks um, I'll give you the sort of last word on it Nathan before you can you carry on with your review how do you feel about Darren Ambrose? Yeah I think he's very settled at Palace I think he had four kids uh, on out on the pitch after the game yeah. I think he's a player we should keep, and I, th- I agree with is it Albert saying he's like a 60 to 7 minute player. I mean, he's only 28 still. Mm. Um, 
but you know, was it three seasons ago when he got 19 or so goals? He's a confident penalty and free kick and corner kick taker. Yeah, uh, he gives good quality balls into the box for us. So I think he's somebody we should keep hold of. Okay. Well, also uh, Chris and Nathan, yep. uh, the uh, the rumours going round, and they are rumours. I I like to point out are that Garvin is not prepared to stay at Palace unless he gets regular football. Take Garvin if Garvin leaves. And then uh, Ambrose was to leave, you know. Yeah. You'd need, it, we'd, it would cost a lot of money to buy somebody of the quality of Ambrose. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, you know we need one or other of them at the club, and it yeah. looks like uh, Ambrose wants to stay and Garvin wants to go. So that looks yeah. like the way it's going to be. You know? Yeah, it seems to solve itself. And obviously, in the day, would if Ambrose goes, it does leave us to replace our top scorer and, and probably our top assist make, uh, maker as well. I don't know what the correct word is. I always do that. I think we settled on a sister the other week. Anyway, uh, off you go, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, so then Palace settled into the game, playing at a nice tempo with some swift passing. Stuart O'Keefe impressed, and he was quite tigerish in midfield, winning four good tackles in the first half and making some good sort of uh, nice short pass interchanges. Mm. Um, I didn't think Cardiff threatened too much to the, for the remainder of the, of the first half. They had a few long-range efforts that went over the bar. Um, in the so, 28th minute, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so at that point, we, we were pretty much good value for our lead, weren't we? Yeah, there was a, quite a good feel-good factor around the um, the more older uh, representatives of the Palace support in the main stand. Everyone felt quite good about things. I think there was some concern still about Sean, Sean Scannell not tracking back. All the all the Cardiff forward plays seemed to be down the Palace left. Mm. Um, in the 28th minute, um, Sean himself put a good cross in for Murray, who um, got a header and was saved by the keeper. And there was just one dangerous moment in the 29th minute with a ball, I think it was for Miller, that came uh, right across the box. Unfortunately, there was no kind of player on the end of it. Mm. Sorry. So I say, Nathan, about Sean Scannell, um, I thought it was very disappointing yesterday. And uh, he was just looked like he was just stood on the touchline watching the game go past him, no movement not a lot of willingness to get forward or or defend. And uh, for someone who's been around the first team, what, for now about four years or so, I don't think he's progressed. He's stuttered more like, and I, I, I can't see him developing further. I think I just don't think he's a player that we all hoped he would develop into. I don't know what you guys think. I thought it was poor yesterday. Um, I don't know. We, we were talking about it after the game um, in, in the pub, and... It, Sean Scannell is someone who has always seems to have struggled for consistency, and and a lot of people point to him playing out of position, and you know on on like on the left wing, for example. But but I've seen him absolutely tear it up on that left wing as well. So I I don't I really I mean we had a, quite a long chat last week where we we're trying to work out whether or not you know he had a, a place to to play regularly in this team, and it's it is a struggle at the moment. If he can produce his best form, that effectively that got him his contract at the start of the season. Um, then, then he's a you know, yes, he was disappointed yesterday, but you can see the reason to keep him keep him involved. But you know, it can only it can only go on so long. Um, I mean, Albert, I don't. Know, how, how do you rate Sean Scannell? I I don't like to admit that. Yeah, he has sort of disappointed on the whole because he, he like I say he sort of grabbed the limelight before Victor Moses did, really, didn't he? With regards to the first team. Um, 
and yeah, he, he's been injured, and yeah, consistency struggled for that. And I, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't there yesterday, so I can't comment on yeah, yesterday. Yeah. But um, was was it? Could have been a bit of uh, last day at school syndrome. Yeah, I suppose possibly. But I'm I mean, not saying that's an excuse. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, I didn't. I didn't pick up on um, on the sort of Dougie's frustration of of him not sort of covering back that Nathan's done well to pick up on uh, i suppose that's probably your location in the main stand is it nathan definitely if i'd been in the home cell as usual i probably wouldn't have noticed as much but he definitely seemed lost yesterday i saw him a couple of times quite a few times directing helping matthew parsons to pick up his man but then he didn't see sean didn't then see somebody else coming through that he should have been picking up Ah, right. So there was there was quite a lot of disappointment, and and it's a shame because everyone loves Sean Scandal. He's one of our own, but I think he, he he can't afford too many performances like that. No, that's that's fair. Okay, mate. Well, let's let's uh, let's steam on through this. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, am I taking a bit too long? No, you're well, not at all. No, it's it's well um, worthwhile. But there, yeah, just before half time, Paddy was booked for a tackle just outside the box. Um, but Price easily saved the resulting free kick, and um, the first cu- the first half came to a close. And um, you know, I think everyone was pretty happy overall with the fact that we, you know, we um, went into the break one 0 up. There's a healthy applause, wasn't there, as the players left the pitch? Everyone feeling very positive. Definitely, definitely. Okay, but in that traditional style, it was a, a game of two halves. Um, so yeah, take us through the second half. Yeah, so as soon as the, f- the second half started, Miller had a rasping shot uh, across the goal, which missed the upright. Um, that was on the 46th minute. And soon after, Miller was involved in a very unsavoury challenge on Parsons, which was mm. uh, on the right-hand side towards the away fans. And it left Parsons sort of polaxed and uh, possibly looked as if it could be a red card offence. But I don't know whether you guys had a better view of that than I did. Um, from the Homesdale, which is possibly the probably the worst location to uh, to actually see it from, uh, we were just expecting the red card to come out because I mean the conditions were were such that a lot of t- challenges were were on the sort of mark, if you like. There was a f- I was getting very frustrated because I felt Cardiff were going in too heavy with slide challenges in those conditions, and I felt quite often players were having to like jump out of the way to avoid being hit and no fouls were being given to me if a player has to jump out of the way when in possession of the ball because someone's sliding right at him it's a foul just because they don't connect it's you know it's still a foul and i felt that that miller really did connect in in the wrong way i felt it was late and and just there was no need for it however having sort of seen it back if you like it's it will it i think probably a yellow card was right to be honest i don't don't know how you feel about it mark yeah, um, he had a shocker, Lee Mason, the man in black. He was uh, appalling, and uh, he's he was consistently appalling. So that was the only thing that was consistent about the refereeing. <laughs> but um, yeah, debatable. Probably you would say it was a red card, but it would have been a harsh red card. But it was it was it was he was skived down, and I, I thought it was a pretty appalling tackle myself. Yeah, fair days. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, you, I was going to move us on, but you made a general point about, about the referee, and I, it's kind of, I want to take this opportunity to talk about the refereeing all season, really, while, there, while there's a fair few of us on here, because it just feels like, I feel every week, 
more than ever we're we're talking about how poor the referee is and and I know Mancini uh, sort of was talking in, about the Premier League referees and said how he had this perception before he came to England about this refereeing standards were so good in this country. And he's just basically come out and said, you know, I was completely wrong. People are inept. And I know the ref, without without the referee, there is no game and, and, and all those sorts of cliches. And, you know, I, I know, well, I used to work with a guy who refereed at quite a high level and, you know, I heard his side of it, and, and I do sympathise with them because it's a it's a tough job, and and the, the kind of scrutiny that they get is is tremendous. But I honestly felt, and I it's got to be careful how I work this because I could end up libeling someone. But I honestly felt to me yesterday like like someone like like the officials were kind of of the view we want Cardiff in the playoffs, so we're going to just make sure that that happens. Now that isn't the case. I'm sure that's not the case. But I'm saying that's how it made me feel. It made me genuinely think to myself: it, there's, there's the inconsistency of decision and the sort of inability to protect our key players, our danger players. You know, particularly Wolf Zaha. It just seems to me that that we're being disadvantaged. And why is it always us being disadvantaged? I'm sure every fan feels like that. Um, um, but that, that's that's where I was. So, um, Nathan, what, what was your view? Well, I think it's. I notice when I'm watching that when we when we lose, that that the fans do start to take it out on the ref. Mm. And I think because we've been um, we haven't had a good run recently, um, yeah. that's been more noticeable. Um, I thought in the game yesterday, once the um, once Miller was given a yellow card, then um, Parsons. They put a tackle in. It was a little bit from behind, and he, Julie, was given a yellow card as well. And people yeah. thought, well, that was a little bit unfair that he got a yellow card for that, having Miller only getting the yellow card just shortly before for a far worse tackle. Yeah, it's a very good point, actually, Nathan, because that that was shown uh, on the immediate highlights. You have to look a bit further afield to get the the, the Miller tackle, but uh, and it was obviously it resulted in their goal as well. Um, yes, their equaliser, but. But certainly not a yellow card challenge for someone's thigh to catch the, the back leg as a player goes past him. You know, it, it wasn't a deliberate foul. But the only thing I would say is that that shortly before it, you could see Parsons, who would have been on the, re- the recipient of that challenge, obviously, you could see he wanted wanted to get you know a challenge in himself. Yes, definitely. and I think the, think the referee had made the, made his mind up almost before the foul happened. You know, that's just how I felt. But but obviously, yeah, we've we've led you on to the to the moment of Whittingham's goal. Yes, yeah, so um, from the resulting free kick, uh, Whittingham stepped up and let fly a fierce shot from a fairly cute angle, um, which included, which eluded, sorry, everyone, including Price, and uh, who went to intercept it and missed it, and it went straight in the goal. Mm. Uh, do you think Price could have done better with that? I think, I think yes, I do. To be honest, I think if. If Speroni had been in goal, I think it it he would have whether punched it because it was so fierce. But um, yeah, I, I think it was a bit of a goalkeeping mistake there. You agree with that, Mark? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very very. Hard. He he hit it very hard, and there was a lot of players in front of him, and I don't know. Um, I, I didn't really particularly blame him. I mean, it was just, he just thumped it and Whittingham's known for having a good set piece. And, uh, I kind of feared when he was about to take it, he was going to deliver something. 
but I think he caught everyone out because uh, it was direct and uh, he, so he, he smashed it. And yeah. I, and and I I think it was difficult for the keeper. The keeper was probably expecting a cross, and and he just smashed it in in the corner. So the only the only thing that frustrated me about it really was that even if that hadn't gone straight in, if it had been that little bit wider, like kind of you you'd expect, there was still a player from Cardiff on the back post, completely unmarked, and you know you've got to he's got to be switched on in those positions really, and and it was just a shame. It was a shame to to have conceded that goal for the free kick to happen in the manner it did, and. You know, for the booking, and then then it's just given them that lift, and um, and they pretty much carried it on, didn't they, Nathan? Absolutely, yeah. From then on, Cove took control. Um, Sean was um, relieved of any further misery in the fifty fourth minute, and he was um, replaced with Pedroza, who took a, a more central position next to Murray, with Zaha moving to the right hand side. I hope I've got that right. Mm. Yeah, pre- yeah, that was yeah, it's kind of out well. It, it changed quite considerably, I think. It just it's it started off that way when the when the initial change happened, but then I saw Murray popping up on the left and Zaha on the right, and it, yeah, quite hard to follow at times. But yeah, <laughs> and then in the fifty seventh minute from a free kick, Moxie made some space well and uh, looked as if he was going to unleash a possibly a, a goal um, attempt, uh, but I think it was blocked by one of our own players. Was deflected finally by a Cardiff player, but we weren't given the resultant corner kick. That's as um, I um, I saw it. I don't know whether you agree. Yeah, I mean, that that was kind of the tipping point for the referee uh, in a lot of people in the lower Holmesdale. It was clearly off of a, a, a Cardiff player. And, um, yeah, that's when the boo started at the ref. So, yep, you're bang that's on it. there. <laughs> and then there was some good play between Garvin and Pedroza, who definitely showed uh, he was quite sprightly. It was quite a long ball from Garvin. Pedroza ran onto it, and then I think he he let the ball go a little bit too far, and the keeper managed to save. But it's the first time I've seen Pedroza, and I thought uh, his other um, efforts for the rest of the game, I thought he showed good promise. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean he's he's um, he's impressed me since he's actually got himself into the team. A lot of people were reading quite a lot into the fact that he threw his shirt into the Homesdale, but I'm not sure. I, there's obviously the the comments that have been made before about him not settling and maybe being off and all that sort of stuff, but I think he's just shown that perhaps he genuinely did take this long to to settle into the player that he, that he is now and the player that Dougie spotted. But again, yeah, very impressive off the bench. I have to agree with that, Mark. I don't think we've talked in any major detail about Pedroza before. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought he looked lively when he came on. He's got quick feet. He seems an intelligent player, making runs, looking for space. Mm. It's a promising start. It's early days, obviously, for the lad. I mean, Doogie's already come out and said that that um, he was homesick and that maybe the the club they put him up with a family or something, I believe, and yeah. that maybe that wasn't the best option. Maybe he should have had digs with other players, and you know, there's always a language barrier as well, and so forth. So, you know, I think there's lots of issues as to why Pedroza didn't really settle. But it seems like uh, he's a promising player. But as I say, it's early days, and. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I like what I've seen so far, but uh, okay, mate. another another angle on Pedroza is, like all our forwards, he's very small, and um, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know he's going to get any bigger. But uh, uh, when you've got, when you've so. got, when you look at the, I mean, on the pitch, it's not so noticeable. But after you see them after the game, when you chat with them, De Silva, Pedroza, 
Parsons, O'Keefe, Scannell, Zaha, they're tiny guys, you know? And mm. I think, I think we do lose out in some aspects, you know, having guys who are small in stature. Not necessarily in ability, but I think, you know, uh, when you're playing a very tall, powerful side, I mean, Hudson had, you know, field day, and I mean, you know, he, he won everything, didn't he? And uh, it was, uh, I don't know whether that's something that needs to be addressed or not. I mean, it does just because you've got a small team doesn't mean you can't play decent football, but when the ball's in the air. <laughs> yeah, you've got, yeah, obviously, you've got, you've got to play to the squad you've got. Um, so anyway, Nathan, you, let's, uh, let's yeah. take it towards the, yeah, the second goal, really. Yeah, well, then we come to the 61st minute with a decisive goal scored by Cardiff. It was a very long throw in that had a, a header from a Cardiff player, which seemed to, it was quite a wayward header, uh, a knock-on that ended up on the edge of the penalty box. But Carey uh, scored with a very smart half volley with his right foot, um, which really gave Price no chance. And I don't think Spironi would have saved that one either. No, it was, it was a hell of a finish. I think it was Hudson's knock-on and uh, would be, wouldn't it? It's always ex-players for us. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have too many complaints about that goal. It was, you know, you're always going to get something of a, a lottery winner when a long throw comes into the box like that. You know, you sort of win 50-50, really, in, in, in there. And when you've got three left-backs in a back four, you know, as, as well as they all played, to be honest with you, it, you know, it's not... It's not the same as having Anthony Gardner getting on his head on the end of that, for example. So, um, yeah, a little, little bit, you know, a little bit of a sort of sucker punch, really. And I, I didn't at that time. As soon as that went in, I didn't. I still didn't feel Cardiff had deserved it, even though they'd been well on top in that second half. I felt, I, you know, at the moment, I felt, you know, that's is a harsh lesson for us in some ways. Um, but I don't think we really did much to get back into it after that, did we, Nathan? No, we had one attempt by uh, a great run by Zaha in the 77th minute that led to a, a corner. Um, Ambrose gave way to De Silva on Palace's left, but there was probably didn't make too much impact. Cardiff stayed very well in control. The fans were in very good voice. They obviously picked up on the scoreline at uh, Watford Middlesbrough match. And uh, I think it was at one point that the Cardiff and Palace fans simultaneously sang We Love You songs. So yeah. um, there wasn't really ma- anything major to report in the last 15 minutes. Garvin's passing became a little bit untidy, played a few loose passes. Uh, and that was about it, really. I yeah. thought, um, to be fair, Cardiff looked a team destined for the playoffs with quality and experience in all areas of the pitch. You know, we... We played a team with an average age of 24, falling to 23 after the subs came on. Mm. Um, and I was impressed by O'Keefe and Zaha. Yeah, yeah um, you, you've you've picked out my sort of uh, my sort of two men of the match, if you like. I thought they were excellent, um, particularly O'Keefe in that first half. He was key for us. But um, I was quite surprised to, I mean, yeah, Dougie's used two subs, and I'm thinking. Yeah, we had a very, very young bench, but I, I can't help but agree with a few people who observed just just to have given one of the lads a ten-minute run out. I mean, I know it's an important game. Um, it just seemed a bit odd to me. I'm not sure what the motivation there was. Um, what, any particular feelings on that as a, as a principal, Albert? If you were still there in the background, I'm still here. Yay! Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen the bench. I don't know who, who was it, who was on uh, there. Very, very young bench. He's talking about Ibris Akaja, Kyle De Silva. Um, who else was on the bench? It was Alex Winter yep. and Fitzsimmons in goal. 
That's Goal right, yeah. Someone yeah. tweeted me during the uh, game to say that the average age of the bench was 18 and a half. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's crazy, pretty, isn't it? pretty frightening, isn't it, really? Mm. But um, I, uh, I don't know why... Um, Maybe he was happy to lose 2-1. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, he's obviously he has given given young players plenty of chances. Wow, that's an impressive high-pitched noise coming from your microphone now. But I'm going to have to insist that you don't answer the question. And <laughs> 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 um, yeah, well, wow. It's like a dog whistle. That was, that was good. Whew, you, perhaps you can write your answer in our, our Skype chat and I'll uh, read it out for you or something. <laughs> Oh dear, so sorry about that. So I mean, Nathan, well, again, so on on that same point, really, um, were, were you surprised by the sort of again a lack of potential experimentation given the chance? Hmm, is Nathan gone now? No, no, I'm still oh, here. Sorry, are. I thought that was interesting. No, I thought that, I mean that it was a very young side as it was. Um, I, I I haven't seen. I don't know what positions Alex Winter and this Sajar could play in. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, Ibra is a uh, uh, forward and Alex Winter's sort of centre-back or midfield. To help you out there for future? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't really have many thoughts on that, really, to be honest. I think he's, Doug has been forced to make quite a lot of changes. I think if, in an ideal world, he would have been having one or two of the youngsters on, but um, he may have already decided that, uh, that it was very young as it was and... Um, maybe just decided to keep the team as it was for the last uh, 20 maybe minutes. Perhaps attack it at another angle that I know you, you've talked about on the message boards before, because basically what, what I'm getting at is, it is one of those things being used as a, a stick to beat the manager with in certain quarters, if you like. It's not, not everyone by any stretch of the imagination, but cer- certainly it's being used as a criticism that Dougie hasn't actually been as brave as, as he sort of purports to have been. Um, do you feel that's a fair criticism? Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of, I'm a supporter of Dougie and, uh, as some people know, I think there was already quite a lot of experimentation yesterday Yeah. and with seeing people like Pedroza and uh, Matthew Parsons, I kind of felt that there was already enough. Yeah. I, I didn't really think he should have, I mean, yes, he could have brought on one of the other guys and it would have, I would have enjoyed seeing them. Uh, stick on a shirt for mm. 10 minutes but it wasn't like an overriding issue for me uh with okay. the, the, the day's performance i think that's completely fair um you know i obviously sort of trying to lead you in a certain direction to, to uh to get some, but no that i mean that's a fair opinion it, it i think it, it doesn't matter a huge deal and I, i'm surprised at the kind of uh the strength of reaction from some people if you like um yes yeah I'll, I'll just to let albert know that his microphone is currently sounding fine and not screaming at me so that's that's good news um okay well as we move towards sort of wrapping this up uh, in terms of, of the cardiff game we've had plenty of contact in from from various people i'm going to go to a couple of the emails that i haven't uh, shared in our show document but uh, graham burt sort of um has written into us and he said the final eight or so games were largely disappointing personally i was disappointed that dougie didn't experiment more which is essentially what we've just been discussing and and he feels alex winter couldn't could have been given a chance after gardner's injury uh, and likewise pedroza apaya and de silva could have been given a decent run rather than cameo appearances um it's undoubtedly dougie has the nucleus of a promotion winning team but he clearly needs to add a few experienced heads to complement our talented youngsters I'm sure he will add to the squad during the summer, but he also needs to clear out some dead wood. 
these are the players that I would look to move on during the summer, and I appreciate all are not out of contract. And he wants to move on Easter, KG, Wright, Garvin, and Dorman. Uh, he says, yesterday I thought Stuart O'Keefe was, not for the first time this season, absolutely immense. Uh, hence why I would let Wright and the KG go. Uh, Pedroza looked good, albeit in a cameo role. Uh, Murray was disappointing, and I feel we have to, st- but we feel we have to stick with him. Likewise, Sean's, Sean Scannell. Uh, it says comments and ridicule welcome. Well, I think it's it's a it's a fair fair point of view. Obviously, I don't necessarily ag- uh, ag- agree with with it as being. Uh, I can agree with the disappointment of uh, lack of experimentation, as as Nathan indicated. It's something that's nice to see. You you kind of like to see the, the young lads get a run out for ten minutes. But well, you know, I don't see it as as, a, as something to majorly criticise about. Um, in terms of the 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 sort of idea the idea of having a nucleus of a promotion winning team, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to answer that, Albert. Uh, while you're just slightly whistling, but you're all right at the moment. Um, do we have the nucleus of a promotion winning team? Do you think that's a fair comment? Yes, but not necessarily for next season. Hmm. Um, care to elaborate? <laughs> I can if you want. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I think the nucleus of our um potential promotion winning side you know is based around still based around 19 and 20 year olds and i think they need to maybe have another season or two you know and be more experienced pros who are still the main building blocks of the side Mm. williams aha etc etc no that's a very fair point mate um yeah you are whistling louder now but i'll um let you mute while we discuss discuss your point i mean it's a good it's a good point. One of the things that has been noticeable about our season that, that I feel is that it, it, the the key players being as young as they are means that our form is kind of as erratic as as a young player's form is. Um, uh, Mark, have you have you seen that as a noticeable feature, or do you think we've been fairly consistent? Maybe. Well, the second half of the season certainly been fairly consistent for <laughs> the wrong reasons, but um, I think. I mean, it's great we have so many youngsters. I think uh, we really, really need... I mean, saying like uh, a promotion team is... I'd say we're a long way off it. But we have um, some players who are definitely would, would, could feature in a, in, a, in a team that would um, maybe uh, spar to get to the playoffs next season. I mean, I think we have to try and keep Gardner... Um, I know he hasn't signed a new deal yet. Um, no, no, no. But what have you got? Speroni, Gardner. When looking at yesterday, O'Keefe, I thought I had a great game. I thought Parsons looked very promising. We've got Williams to come back. Um, you've got the experience of Darren Ambrose. If Glenn Murray can find the scoring touch, um, I think he, you know, and uh, with with uh, I thought he played well. I didn't think Glenn Murray played particularly well, like his touch was poor yesterday, but I thought that he got in some good positions, but yeah. unfortunately he didn't actually do anything when he had the ball. But I liked, uh, I think he played 4-4-2, and it suited, you could see it suited Glenn Murray <coughs> much better than being the lone striker. And I think uh, Zaha Murray up front is, is worth trying out as a, mm. as out and out strikers. I don't like all this one playing behind the other. It's a load of pants as far as I'm concerned because, <laughs> because you, you can, you know, unless you are, uh, extremely talented player, playing on your own, playing on your own up front is just like basically running around it's, the yeah, chicken farm, innit? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's 
pointless exercise uh and that's kind of been proven really uh and i think um i think you know the old fashioned 442 would suit us especially with the sorts of players we've got and we do have some pace and uh you know i think you know we've just got to adjust our game for me when i look back at the season there's all sorts of things like some great wins and some disappointing performances and but i think the home form and all the draws and uh, have been you know disappointing but i think ultimately i for my for me we show the opposition too much respect both home and away okay yeah and and that's how i think we fall down you know we we don't start quick enough and then as soon as we go down or we take the lead we're on on the defensive and we don't seem to have this sort of plan b and yeah. and, and this is where malkin mckay you know, earns his dosh. Like yesterday, he took them in at half time. They were one nil down. They needed, they knew they needed at least a point. Yeah. And he obviously changed their whole game plan. His half, ha- ha- whatever okay. his half time team talk was, it went in and they okay. came out. Like, right, Mark, on, on that different turn, didn't they? A completely on, different on that, team. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but on, uh, that, I absolutely agree with the fact that he's turned them around. But kind of. I personally feel that, that with the squad that, that they have, that they're they're obviously underperforming, and, and in some ways, you know, he's he's as much responsible for a poor first half as he is a good first half. Yeah, but so they came into the game though on the back of nine games unbeaten. I wouldn't say they were, imp- no, no, and you know, no, that's fair. But but, but uh, uh, and they and they had eighteen shots to our five, and we're the home team, and we had one corner in the whole but, match. But if, but I mean, given how much we've played them, and they've proved that they're the they're a better side than us, is it fair to criticise Dougie Friedman for the fact that we're playing a team that's better than us? I don't think so. I don't. I, I'm not you know, criticising. Um, no, no, just saying in that respect. I'm just saying that we we didn't. You know, we went in one nil, and not and earlier in the season. We were holding on to our one nils and so forth, but, yeah, but who was playing as... centre back earlier in the season? Yeah, but I mean, Still, you know, we haven't got those players now. I get, I get a little frustrated about people treating the team that we're currently playing as if it's the same team that was playing before. Cause yeah, it but is. it's about tactics, though, isn't it? It's, it's but those tact- tactics work perfectly well earlier on in the season. Yes, I know we have to have greater flexibility, but it's all very well saying, like, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't defend well against Cardiff, but we. When who the hell was playing at the back? It's it's all very well. Yeah, but we had a good first half, and well, I, I was I was quite impressed with the first half, and but I was quite positive, you know, at half time. It's really hard to to sort of maintain. I mean, I, I again, I I was saying it at half time, and I said to ben, ben sits next to me. I was saying to him, "There's no way we're going to hold out for another forty five minutes." I don't like saying that, but you, you just looked at that first half and thought we've done really well, but we got nowhere to go here. They've you know they've got another few gears to go up if they need them and, and, and we've done about as well as we can. Um I look I you know, I was just trying to in- inject a bit of controversy into things there, but uh by You're our... just being an argumentative old so and so, aren't you, in your old age, you know? Things have to happen and Barry Bayon's <laughs> just tweeted to saying getting a bit heated. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um yeah, you know. well, we don't want to agree we don't want to agree with everything, uh, do we? We do have a tendency to have whole radio is just for I always say it's four people in the room agreeing with each other for the whole the whole time. So we we do like to uh, <laughs> into it. You, you talk crap all the time, Christian. <laughs> hey, um, hey. Sort of on a few. No, I, I, um, yeah, it's, it's gone. 
Yeah, well, I mean, Liam is, uh, that's Liam Tallis. He's quite rightly uh, observed. I think that's Liam who's playing in the Six Society tournament. Possibly. Yes, I think he is. Uh, he says, uh, remember in this league, anyone can beat anyone. It's a very valid point. It is a, it is a league that's consistent by its inconsistency. Um, <laughs> there's a bit of banter going on between uh, Bay and Finnick and Ryan Quirk. I'm just going to pick out the uh, tweet from earlier that Bay wanted me to point out. Um, I'm pretty sure it says that he goes, Ryan Quirk is uh, ringing Bay and saying that he's excited that he got uh, got on the radio. Um, and he's n- apparently Ryan Quirk's nickname is Pigeon or Ian Rush. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's, Ian Rush. You think he's got a moustache like Rushy used to have? Mm, I could, well, I, I, if you can put I, the I, ball I, in the net as often as Rushy did, <laughs> I don't care whether he's got a moustache or not. I, I'm have... picked. I'm picturing like a bad teenage moustache on a young, that's what I'm, no. He can wear a baboon hat for all I care if he's going to stick the ball in an onion bag, mate. Uh, I don't mind. Absolutely. <laughs> and Ryan's responded by suggesting that there's a video of Bay and Fenwick singing an adjusting beaver song. So, <laughs> I look forward to send, send us that, radio at homestyle.net, and uh, <laughs> we'll get that out there. Um, YouTube uh, hit. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, right. And there's plenty of other stuff. Uh, Kieran Nash says, well done to, to Gus Sal for earning his professional contract. Uh, we echo those thoughts as well. He's a very exciting young player. Again, if you don't know much about Gus Sal, you soon, soon will do. He's, um, just a little bit, as Gary Issett says, he's a little bit different from what we, uh, what we usually produce as, a, as, a, as youth players. And, um, you know, defensive minded midfielder sort of sits in that holding role, but he, he can do the lot. You know, he's an attacking threat and, and, and a good passer of the ball. So I think, well, very exciting to see him come through. And honestly, the idea of, of, of him, Johnny Williams and Carl De Silva all sort of coming through at the right time and, and playing at the peak of their abilities with, with the likes of Zaha and Gano ahead of them. If it all goes well, I'll tell you, that's, that's an attacking lineup that people pay to see, and you know we've just got to be patient and hope we get there. Um, Sam Ward says people moan about the results and don't, but don't and don't get me wrong, the young players are great, but experience is key. You can't have it all, and that kind of echoes something that was said by Dougie in terms of his transfer targets. And again, no specific names, but he's talking about you know I think he's right, right in observing there was no point us going out and getting too many youngsters when we're producing the, the, the caliber of player that we are. So his, his focus is going to be out, uh, going out and getting some experience very, very quickly. See if you guys have got any suggestions of names of experienced players. Uh, I'll start with you, Nathan, to pick on you. Cool. Um, I haven't really got any, to be honest. <laughs> um, use my default and say George Boyd every time. <laughs> How about George Boyd? That's a good suggestion. Um, I mean, it's a difficult one to answer when we don't, I mean, obviously we're talking hypothetical anyway, but we don't know what sort of budget might be available. We don't know, for example, if Klein might move on and there might be some funds there. So I wouldn't want to be too optimistic and kind of think about some great players and, and then find out that we that Klein's staying and we've only got sort of half a million to spend. So can I pass on this? This one, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're not gonna, not going to dwell too long anyway. But um, I'll just notice the time. <laughs> My God! So thanks to everyone for for sticking with us. By the way, um, well, we won't try and keep you too much longer, but we've got got plenty of communication still to get through. And, and thank you to everyone for that as well. Um, Aaron, I think I'm going to come to you and give you a chance to to give us some key comments from the chat room if you can. Uh, and Ross, if you're listening, mate, there's no chance I've got time for your phone call, even though I would love to speak to you. So you're going to get no answer to that. Book. Rejection. Um, <laughs> rejection. Uh, Aaron, uh, key highlights from the chat room today? 
Yeah, um, just uh, on the kits, the first one was Crystal Alice, who says the, she doesn't like the away kit because it looks like a high-visibility jacket. I can see where she's come from there. Um, hey, JC, uh, likes the home kit, especially with Badge B. Oh, I have to agree with him uh, personally. Uh, Cyril Filler says, um, uh, saddened by the fact they didn't use a Greg Rosetsky badge. <laughs> Guess I'm going to whip that one up. <laughs> did, you, um, did you ever see Cyril Filler's... Designed Greg Rez- Greg Rosetsky palace badges. I'll tell you oh, that. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to though. Um, on the Cardiff game again, Serial Thriller says the crystals look particularly sexy. Apparently, and that Hillbilly's hat looked hilarious. Um, hey JC says Moxie Parsons, Pedroza and Parr are all good. Ambrose good passing and was more committed. Murray showed lots of effort and Price was okay. And another opinion on the crystals also looked good having a picture. And also believes that Pedroza should be given more time in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dweeb says he likes uh, pricing goal but still prefers Peroni. And uh, Lewis Amigo has the same thought as Dweeb on that one as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks to everyone for those comments there. Just a couple of last little bits and pieces before we get into the, the very last things that we round up to round up. Uh, Kieran Nash <laughs> says get Ronaldinho and Anelka. Good luck with that, mate. Um, Liam says uh, Danny Shittu and James McFadden are apparently on a free. Um, Fadden is someone who massively underachieved in his career. He's, he's a very, very talented footballer. I'm not really sure what really happened. Uh, Albert, you're there, aren't you? Yes. Yay, so you're, you're now using an iPad and we haven't got a horrible high-pitched screaming noise. That's good. Hey, it's the future. Oh, uh, yeah. You actually, it actually sounds good. You should have done this ages ago, you idiot. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, sorry, well, Dad. Well, while we can actually speak to you, um, have you got any suggestions of signings you'd like to see? Uh, George Boyd. Uh, George Boyd. Hey, I have. Fantastic. I've got one. I'd like to see uh, uh-huh. Michael Kitely out of contract mm. at Wolves. Think he's recovered player. fully from that injury? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> quality player. What do you think I am? A Wolves physio? Uh, fair dues. I oh, know it was a difficult, difficult follow-up question. That'd be my worry, though. I don't want to see when you've got limited resources. You don't want to end up buying a buying a croc, and that usually yeah, ends no, up no transfer fee involved though with him. That'd no, good point. If, if I tell you, mate, you're absolutely bang on. He's he's a quality player if he's if he's right, and it, one I'll be happy to see us take a risk on. Aaron, you've got one final bit from the chat room. Uh, yeah, just one final bit to end on. Uh, me and Cyril Frillo just having a chat, saying that the the team should be based around the centre midfield. As you look, if we've got the two solid centre midfield players, we do tend to concede less, and we do look more solid. So I think that's where we start to have to build around the team for next season. I think that's that's a very, very fair observation. Um, what do we think about I, looking at clubs like Norwich that are clearly staying up? They must have people that are going to want to move on. Who might James Vaughan. <laughs> yeah. Vaughan. <laughs> Simeon Jackson. Yeah, Cinnamon. Again, <laughs> yeah, Cinnamon. Uh, I'd yeah. like to see James Vaughan back at Palace, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he seemed to enjoy it when he was here and uh, and he, he achieved quite a, you know, quite a decent result yeah. in that position. I, I agree, that's the sort of area we need to be looking at. And I know people have been talking about the fact that Southampton will be um, reshaping their squad now they're up and, and you'd be thinking that Reading as well will be making a few changes. So uh, that's where the, the sort of experience that we're... If Doug is referring to buying in experienced players, that's where I'd like to see him aiming in, in, in that sort of end. And I'm sure, heart, I'm sure... Maybe out of Reading... Yeah, signing, wouldn't yeah, actually, that was a, that was that was a shout in the pub last night as well. So, uh, he's he's like 30, 35 years old, but he's still he's produced all season. Uh, unlikely to to be still doing it in the Premier League, people felt so. Why not? But then, 
you know, we, I don't know, whatever, whatever we do, like people will probably find some way of saying it's the wrong thing. But, but I don't Vorney know. Vorney on prem wages, I suppose, is he? Yeah, absolutely, will be. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. He he is such a history of injuries, and I mean he managed to actually play relatively consistently for us. And, and I know maybe you think Gardner's probably the same. Had so many injuries, came to us and played every week. So that's. Um, yeah, that's that's that well, that makes it a bigger risk, and you have to ask if it's one <laughs> worth taking for us, uh, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go any second now, but we're gonna um. Can I get your comments on on a few of these emails? I'll shut my face. I'll just read them out, and you can and you can comment if you like. The first one's from Jerry. It's quite a long one, so I'll try and uh, try and pick through. I sh- really should have opened with it, like because everything that Jerry says is always right, and I never learn my lesson. I should plan my show around his email. Um, but he says a uh, big hello to everyone. Um, he's firstly always asking if we're taking a break. Uh, we are taking a break. We've got two more shows this week. Um, this week, this year, two in a week. Two in a week. Uh, we got got next week is just a six aside special where we try and record some sort of a show um, at the six aside tournament. Someone's going to die live on air. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be me. And um, yeah, and then the following week, whoever's left alive will uh, be doing the final show of the season. Bring your defibrillator with you. Yeah, you, know. you at it. Um, okay, so uh, then yeah, so Jerry says he was disappointed for the to lose against Cardiff for the third time. Don't feel we've ever recovered from losing um, the middle tie in January. Uh, Impressed with Parsons, disappointed with Scannell's application as the first half unfolded. Uh, Looking forward to hearing of the areas of the first team you feel we'll need to strengthen. I think we've covered. Um, He says, we think we very much need to slim down in the numbers in terms of size and improve the quality of the first team. That's the squad. Easier said than done. The championship table doesn't lie. Palace finished closer to the bottom of the table than the top, but progressed on the last two seasons. On the field, we're very much still a team in transition. If we can generate some cash this summer, I feel a striker experience in scoring double figures is top of the list, whether Murray leaves or stays. Again, easier said than done. Um, Talking about how much he loved the programme yesterday uh, and found the colour of money feature of particular interest, that's actually a bit on the accounts, which was, yeah, it's fascinating reading, uh, even for accounts. Um, uh, he says, I feel some, some supporters need to get a reality check concerning our home gates too. Yes, our gates have been disappointing, not just this season, but in recent years. He said, it'd be interesting uh, to see if any, Im- uh, if what impact, if any, um, the season ticket deals have at Selhurst. And uh, he says, CPFC 2010, at least introduced policies and ideas in terms of the uh, growing the season ticket um, numbers. He says, this will be a positive, however marginal. Uh, if Palace start strongly and be more consistent in the league... Um, yeah, basically indicating the better we do in the league, the the you know the less damage will be done to our uh, attendance there. Um, so yeah, basically his perception for too long is that we have an aging support, meaning we appear to have uh, a, have a sufficient abstinence abstinence of supporters under eighteen at home matches. So basically, we've got an aging support, and uh, he's saying that he's observed that we seem to see the younger guys uh, going away from home. Um, so there's quite a lot there, guys. If you're, I'm going to pick out a couple of bits for you. Uh, the first thing is um, aging support. Mark, I think that's your area. Mm, I think I <laughs> fall into that category. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have no. I would be interested to know what what the sort of the age category of the support of Palace is actually, to be honest. But I have no idea, so I can't really answer. I haven't no, a clue. Is. I haven't. I wouldn't say it's just all the pensioners that come to watch Palace. Or it's all three-year-olds. So I have no idea, to be honest. So all right, good on. You, you get you get an idea when family day, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, it's uh, um, I don't know. Speak up, no observation, Jerry. Is you do get a, a lot of youngsters at away games, but I think it's because a, an away game is more about the atmosphere yeah. than it, yeah. in a day out. Yeah, it's not really about you know the football as such. Um, and one I last, I congratulate you also, Chris. I meant to do that at the start of the show, but you didn't come to me <laughs> and introduced like me. Yeah, so I was going to say well done on attending every game, home and away this season and Thank pre-season. You. Thank you wow. very much. Yeah, well, uh, have you got yeah. an appointment? Have you got an appointment with your bank manager? Sometimes. Uh, not just <laughs> bank manager, the doctor, the bank manager, psychiatrist. <laughs> psychiatrist. <laughs> hey, well done, Aaron. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Should I bake at a candlestick maker? Not <laughs> 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 to see the candlestick maker again now, but not after that candle he made me. It's obscene. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> um, he's right, obviously commenting. Commented on the kit, so we won't want to talk about that too much. Um, but really, yeah, and he's talking about the um, the sort of the re- getting a reality check in, uh, for for supporters. I mean, he's referring specifically to the to the fairly uh, negative comments about um, attendances next year. People have been saying that our attendances are down and all that sort of stuff. In reality, I think we're averaging about the same. I think that was something you said, Nathan, wasn't it? Yeah, it's coming about fifteen thousand. 250 about 250 down on last year because i'm a bit sad i was doing looking doing some more analysis it seems the one area we're down quite a bit but it's made up on in other areas is the midweek games yeah we've had five attendances of 13,000 or less albeit one was against birmingham which was on sky but i think the um the worst of the worst is worse than last season but but our our bigger crowds are better than last season. So I think that's the success of the family days and having Southampton, Brighton and West Ham coming along to play us uh, this year. So um, Leeds as well. Leeds as well. I think we had Leeds last year. Yeah, we had Leeds last year. But but yeah, certainly playing clubs like Leeds where at least you can say, well, we've got a big enough stadium to maximise the number of way fans that we can get in. But Absolutely. um, and that's that's something that's caused some consternation this year, uh, this season. Sorry, of, of you know, uh, people sort of got this kind of idea that we shouldn't give away our our home areas to to away support. And but I mean, I think most people are realistic enough to look around the stadium, see the empty seats, and and say fair enough to the club for making the most money they can out of it. All right, cheers, guys. Well, that's uh, that's covered the the key areas of of Jerry's email. So thanks for your email again, Jerry. It was good good to see you at the uh, weekend as well. Um, uh, money, money for nothing. Um, that's Craig. We talk to him, uh, talk about his stuff most weeks. <laughs> he says he can't be bothered to give an insightful reply. Thanks, mate. Uh, he says I'm just so glad the season is over. I've hated large parts of it in between, sprinkled with some joy. Uh, the win at the Den wasn't wasn't a highlight. Mm. Although having Easter one nil at fifty five to one with a fiver on it, and one nil Palace at eight to one with a tenner on it was, it was a terrible game of football between two terrible teams. The Amix, on the other hand, best night of my life. Um, to be there was just so special. Well, listen, I echo the comments about the Amix. It was a it was an amazing night, and again, yeah, I said last week something I remember forever, really. But, um, but I was more than happy to win on New Year's Eve at Millwall. Yes, that they were poor, but to me that. That kind of emphasises the fact that there's two teams out there. Yes, we were both teams played some pretty poor football, but you know you can only play what's in front of you, and you can get dragged down to their level as well. And there we go. Uh, he says, um, as for the Cardiff game, didn't care, lost interest in the season months ago. It's been a chore going and mostly unenjoyable. I think obviously Craig's sort of indicating he's got himself into a little bit of a rut here. I, c- I can understand it. We've sort of conversed on it a, a fair amount, but 
you know, he's obviously disappointed with how things are going. Uh, and B says, I'll say goodbye for the summer and see you again next year. Hope see me again next year, hopefully in a better state than he normally sees me. I think that's unlikely. Um, if anything, I'm going to get substantially worse next year. But uh, guys, I mean, obviously that, that's kind of, um, a good representative representation of, of, of how a, a lot of people have felt at the end of the season. Um, Albert, since you've got your wonderful, clear, um, iPad communication, mm, I don't know what I'm saying, but um, I'm going to hand tool, that one to you, tool. really. What to sum up the season? Well, no, well, more to to do. Do you can can you understand where where Craig's coming from in, in the fact that he's he's effectively lost interest. Like, he's ago, lost yeah. interest in months and months ago. Go, I think he's going to see the candlestick maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless! He doesn't. Uh, I tell you. No, I can see where people are coming from. Um, I'm glad the season's over. Um, but you know, it's been mediocre with some uh, highs. Mm. The, the, has, the highs have been higher than the lows have been lower. There that, you go. Bang on. <laughs> bang on. That's the one. That is it. Cut the show. That's it. That's it. End the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. No, there's a good way to end. Can you say it again at the end? Because um, I just want to pick up on Colin's comments. Uh, I'll just read these out and let everyone go. Um, Colin said he agrees that O'Keefe, Parsons, Part and Moxie playing out of position played very well. He says, my lad can usually tell a player's strongest foot when kicking, but could not with Moxie, so respect for his versatility. Pedrosa looked very promising when he came on. Hopefully we'll see more of him next season. Yeah, that do hope so. Ambrose put some good passes together and seemed more determined. Zaha, good first half, uh, with Murray putting in a lot, lot of effort. Concerned about scandals, little progress in my eyes. Uh, ref will need to say more. My lad came away smiling. Uh, saw Zaha score and had his pick taken with a couple of the crystals. <laughs> good lad. Uh, hello to the holders I met in the White Horse. Hope to meet more next season, I think. Uh, very positive stuff. And as, as nice little moment in there in terms of, you know, the kids can always come away from a game smiling. I wish I was a bit more like them. But, um, yeah, such is life. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, heart, mate. You're a kid at heart. I am still a kid at heart. That's fair. But, uh, you know, I just, I, it always cheers me up on a family day to see. I mean, he, one of the things that makes me laugh the most at a football match is when there's a kid at a football match who celebrates the other team scoring a goal. It's one of my favourite things ever to see, and I kind of just... Just the joy of being at a football match is enough, and I kind of miss that, you know. But there you go. <laughs> um, I actually want to read out the last little bit for... Uh, it's, again, it's a bit of a negative, so we'll have Albert's comment at the end of it to cheer everyone up, and then we'll let you go. Uh, Mr. 110% says, uh, thought they outplayed us in both halves. Don't agree, sir. We were better in the first half. Um, but we were more in it in the first, if you get my meaning, with Wilf having one of his best displays just behind Murray. Second half, we sat back, as we often seem to do, and tried to defend the lead. You may say that we were forced back, but we didn't seem to try and tackle and just retreated further and further. Wilf started trying too many tricks instead of keeping it simple, and I'm struggling to remember an attempt on goal for us after the break. The only positives for me were Parsons, O'Keefe, Wilf, first half and Pedroza disappointing that Winter didn't get 10 minutes at the end that's something we just discussed earlier uh, seems like another opportunity lost to give a youngster game time might have been different if Miller had gone for that horrendous tackle uh, it's his um, he's surprised obviously it was the same referee sent off Derry for nothing with uh, Ashley Young's dive uh, it's just overall a poor end to a dreadful 2012 especially at Selhurst where our record was worse than last season um, Nathan the record was worse than last season, but you're a positive man. Um, so <laughs> what, your rebuttal, please. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I've, I've, I've got into a few ding-dongs on the Homestead line. I think we'd all, as you've said yourself, we all want to see Palace winning. 
and we all want to see Palace playing good football. Um, and I think Steve Parrish just described it as a described it as a lull. Um, yeah. And I think if it is only a lull, if we come out, they all get back in in in, the, in August, all refreshed. We sign one or two good quality additions. This last few months will all be forgotten. At the end of the day, we've finished seventeenth position. We were safe from relegation ten matches ago, um, and um, I think Dougie knows what he what he wants to do, and, and the, the board fully support him. And um, so I think I can understand. You know, when you go to a game, I think it was the Cardiff game where I don't think we had a shot on target, and it's that's not just been the only um, time that's happened. Mm. It's not a lot. It's difficult to get take the positives out, but um, yeah. No, that's that. You're absolutely right, and I know from again from from pub conversation uh, <coughs> yesterday that some of a lot of you know a lot of people were extremely positive about the season as a whole, but they all said that one of the moments for them where they they were generally felt a little bit let down was was that that game up at Cardiff it didn't help going down to 10 men but but we just he felt that 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 kind of sums up our problem if if you're going to go to a game like that and not have a shot then you know you're you're going to you're going to really really struggle long term um but i i'd say that that again like i've said before people who have seen the home games have have probably had a rough deal a bit this year uh, because we we have been more impress- impressive away from home, I think potentially there's there's a there's a few things to look at there, and we'll we'll possibly get to those um, next season because we're coming up to the two hour mark for this show, which is um, pretty impressive, uh, and I've still got a load of work to do. So cheers everyone on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm I'm going to end it there. Albert, do you remember that what that thing was that you said? Uh, the highs were higher oh, yeah. and the lows were lower. And uh, with that, I we need my thanks. Latin. Yeah, I'm going to get that translated <laughs> and put on a motto on our whole radio kit. Good. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I won't do that. Um, so I'll just take this opportunity to, to thank Nathan for his time today. Thank you, Nathan. Really, really appreciate it. Um, it was fantastic, in fact, your your entire review. So thanks for that, mate. Um, and we'll have you back again soon. Uh, thank you to to Aaron, who's been doing stuff in the background. Cheers, mate. No um, worries. Big thank you to to Albert for eventually finding a machine that didn't make. Don't always have an iPad, noise. people. Yeah, <laughs> if we can get sponsored <laughs> by iPad, that'd be good. And obviously, thank you very much to the venerable Mark Ross. Thank you, Chris. It's been a pleasure, hasn't it? Just um, <laughs> yeah. And listen, we'll we'll be back next week for uh, a special report from the Six Aside tournament, and then we'll have our farewell show uh, on, I believe, the thirteenth. So. Brilliant. I Thank think you we very ought much. to make sure we take some pictures of that six aside. Man, I want to see well, you in that football kit, mate. I can't oh, wait. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, what a lovely way to end the show. <laughs> Love you too. Absolutely fantastic. Cheers, everyone. Lungs were lower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice one. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye, round and white. Good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, sorry. Can you mute, mute your microphones, everyone? We have to sit here in silence for a while. Bye. Okay, um, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've just listened to for the last two hours. Woo! Woo! Yeah.
Oh dear. I mean, it was a struggle to record, so it must have been fun to listen to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, I've done a lot of talking today. I'm going to let you guys give me your uh, your sort of opinions on on how you feel. Not just today's show went, but how have you felt for, for the whole radio for the whole season? Has it been a fun experience? And, and Mark, I'm going to let you answer first. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's uh, it's never dull being a Palace fan, so there's always plenty to talk about. So. Uh, and uh, there has been this season. It's been a season of two halves, I think, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, exactly. We, and uh, uh, pre pre New Year and post New Year, and uh, completely different. But as I said on the show, uh, if it uh, has started the way it finished, I think uh, everyone would be a lot more positive. But that's just the way it goes. Aaron, you're a, you're a positive sort of person. You, you've you know you've you got to a few games this season. How do you think you've perhaps benefited from not having to watch it every week like some of us? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, the games I've been to have actually been quite good, mm. apart from the ones on the TV. You know, but I think I have benefited in some way, not having to see some of the horror, but also benefited in a way of seeing some of the good stuff as well. Mm. And it's been a good year for radio, and we still got two more to come. Exactly, two more shows to come. Albert, um, you know, you're a semi-regular these days, so um, you enjoyed yourself? I got a crystal jacket out of it. You did get a crystal jacket out of it. <laughs> Albert, um, that's got, I mean, that's got to be a highlight. Not you the actually... jacket of an official crystal. I haven't kidnapped Aww. one and, you know, a replica, <laughs> you could say. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's say that. It was a replica. And um, I say, have you managed to spot your spiffing photo with the crystals? on facebook yet yeah i did i spotted it and not only that a friend of mine saw it and uh, went to uni with one of the crystals so that brings really? it all together nicely yeah it does and that's, that's a much better story than i imagined you were going to tell when you started that so. oh okay <laughs> not that i don't trust you but usually i edit stuff that you say out of look things. you've got that story and you've got my philosophical summing up of the season yeah at least twice yeah, at least <laughs> you've, you've pretty much saved the gold for the for the last. Hey, listen, that's how I roll. That is how you roll. Good man. Right. <laughs> nice one. Anyway, thank you again for for downloading and listening to our uh, incessant rambling. Um, it's been a real pleasure so far this season. As Aaron says, two more shows to go, uh, but no more games to review, um, which it might be a blessing in some ways. So apart from the six aside ones, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean. Let's let's hope we don't embarrass ourselves too much, eh, lads? Never. 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 Kind of romp it. It'd be hard not to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But obviously, yep, as I said in the introduction, it'd be great if you can get in touch with us uh, during the week, and I'll try very much to actually use it like I promise. Um, Get down to Sellers on Saturday. Yeah, radio at homesdale.net. But yeah, also come see us Saturday at at Sellers Park. Um, Obviously, you're going to be missing Palace for the next three months, so there's a game at Sellers, so you might well. Several Free games. to get in. Where, where will we day? be doing the autograph signing? Um, oh, my usual spot, just outside the players. The lane. gents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 ladies. Oh dear. So, um, Albert, there's only one thing that can end this rambling outro. Oh no, you you do it. You do it. The trouble is, I've forgotten what it is. Oh, <laughs> the highs have been higher yeah. than the lows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like that you said that along with me. This anyway. is coming from a grammar genius himself. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and we'll speak to you again next week.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.